Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 50, the big 5-0 of the Cyber Bullies podcast. True, 50. The world's best podcast <laughs> about lifetime movies, Hallmark movies, and made for oh, television Oh, I think you're movies. just going to stop after that first sentence. No, come on. What am I, an asshole? <laughs> I'm Kyle reese and I'm joined by... Ken Noworski. For anybody that missed episode 49, it is everywhere you can find five podcasting products. Make sure to follow us on all the social media where we exist, Facebook, Twitter, Send us thoughts, questions, ideas, suggestions for movies, especially. We would love suggestions. Uh, Cyberbullies at gmail.com, all the way spelled out. Do you remember what we did? I think you will. Uh, Christmas under wraps. Wraps. The CCB. Bobby, the story of Bobby Valentine and Christmas. <laughs> A little CCB. Yeah. It, 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 magic. Magic rules. A little Brian Doyle Murray, which I could not pronounce because I had way too much a drink. Yeah, you were drunk. It was great. <laughs> I did listen to that one, but that was four weeks ago. <clears throat> we'll see how today goes. Yeah, a little hiatus. So we want to apologize for the hiatus. Uh, it's a busy time of year for both of us. Busy. Um, I'm literally life, life stuff. Yeah, you have life stuff. I had work stuff. I'm literally finishing my book today and sending it in. So I've both made time for this. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Jesus. Luckily, there's only a few more hours of that left. <laughs> um, we want to thank Kenny's sister-in-law, Bridget, for yeah. joining us and for making the suggestion of her favorite movie that we ruined. Um, <laughs> she was surprisingly good-spirited about it. She was. She's I, very pot. Well, she like when I talked to her beforehand, she's like, I don't... I'm like, do you know what you're in for? I'm like, we're going to try to rip this apart. She's like, oh, I know. Well, it's not like we're going to try. Like, we just have... Yeah, we just... It just does. It's just what yeah. that movie was. It makes, no, it makes no sense. Yeah, it wasn't a buried secret. They were walking outside with no coats on. It was a seven degrees. But they were begging for it. <laughs> this on. is This felt like chum. Like, this is cyber bully chum. <laughs> they knew we were going to attack it, and we did. Yeah. I thought it was a great episode. I thought um, so. I really enjoyed it. Ken's drunk. I got fed prosciutto. <laughs> it was a fascinating day. <laughs> And we and we and we recorded at the yeah at Twisted Elm Tw- Studios, Twisted or Tree Studios, Rock Quarry Studios, as I called it. Um, <laughs> so as usual, Kenny, we tried to answer the following questions: mm. What side are you on in the coming elf race war? <laughs> what are the two sides? Elves and humans. Oh, <sighs> or mortals. I feel I feel elves have more skills. They're better made to survive. Right, and, and elements, and we're assuming. So there's a question. It really begs the question: Are elves a branch of the human tree, right? Like that, yeah. are they like you know, Homo sapiens, and then there's elves, mm-hmm. or are they completely separate and, from people and genetically like or magic? evolution? I don't know. But I don't know what they evolved from. I mean, I think they're a branch. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah, it's like Santa fuck a wooden shoe and then made an right, elf. right? Because he has magic jizz. We've established that. <laughs> I mean, he has to. Right? He doesn't have a. Uh, well, oh, I'll get to it. Um, <laughs> Is CCB in a Truman Show scenario? Yeah, that I like. I thought about this a lot since we recorded. Because, like, that's what I was telling you. Like, we were talking about uh, when does the magic start? And I think it's when she enters airspace, you know, Garland airspace. <laughs> like Iron Eagle? Yeah. <laughs> she had to flip off the tape once she got into yeah. airspace? Yeah, and, and then it was on, and that was it. That's when it started. That's when all the weird shit happened. Apparently, cold doesn't affect people there. Yeah, I... I sort of agree and sort of disagree. I think the magic starts long before that. Like, wouldn't it make sense that they're in a bubble since nobody ever gets cold? Like yes. a weather-controlled no, bubble? See, if they, if someone had, like, winked at that, like, oh, it's weird how we're always outside, or just made one just joke, make a joke at the coffee shop, right? I agree with you. They're, they could have winked at it and made it really funny right. and, like, kind of knowing. I Yeah, think, be like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's really, it's almost like nobody wanted to pay for coats. See, I think the magic is everywhere all the time, okay. but it attenuates depending on Santa's distance from you. 
So people in the South Pole have no chance. Yeah, unless, unless he's flying around the world and he's flying near you and then you get the magic because he's coming into your house. Is that why Canadians are so nice? Because they're closer it could be. to the North Pole. I hadn't thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> because think about it this way. People are always telling Santa their thoughts and he hears them. So the magic has to go over space, right? It doesn't just... Right. The words don't travel to the airspace. No, he I'm aware how like a phone works. Well, no, but like when they write a letter, they go... like He doesn't have to have the letter to know what they want. Is that true? Are you Are you making stuff up? Well, what do you think? You think he 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 reads every letter, or he just I knows what kids write want? A letter. If you don't write a letter, you get generic Santa gifts. But I'm saying does he have to read the letter, not that you have to write a letter. Well, I think he has people for that. I he has a whole team, but the it's part of what so the Santa really do. doesn't know then. No, Santa Santa knows like most most executives. He doesn't do anything. Hmm. He just goes to meetings. See, this is a scenario. I, this is a theory I don't agree with, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> okay, like <laughs> like the the CEO idea that he's like yeah, he's in charge. He's, he's in what charge. He does. Yeah, but like he, he really gets, he takes all the credit for the one big day right. that everybody works the whole year for. Exactly. That's how capitalism works. Yeah. Well, and this is my problem with it, is that like if he's really magical, he shouldn't need anybody. Right. Right. So that's why I'm like it, the the movie wants to have it both ways, which gets us to our last question. <laughs> okay. Can Santa die? And if so, mm-hmm. will it be of coronary heart disease or reindeer mauling? Well, or I, maybe like an elf plot. Yeah, like I, I was sort of suggesting that yeah, they would I think revolt. we covered this. I I, I think I know Santa, we did, Santa I, can die. Okay, I think he has to have an heir uh, who could be anyone. As who you could say. be anyone? I, I, yeah, okay. Because I of, of Santa's choosing. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. It's not just because you're in Santa's. He doesn't have to be blood related. As we pointed out, the Billy Madison version of this is way better. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, I agree. It's so perfect because <laughs> you have like the suck up guy, and then you have the the reluctant son, right? Right. <laughs> and he ha- and he uses the magic to bring the girl there to make it more palatable. Santa to kind of encourage him to stay, so right. she's part of this. And then she finds out and is upset because she's a pawn in a game. She doesn't actually love her, but he does actually love her, I, and that's why it. he stays. I think that's a different movie, but I think we should write. Well, it. it's the movie they were trying to make, but they didn't make. But it. they we obviously know they don't know what they're doing. We've proved this 50 times already. It just It's not that they don't know what they're doing. I think it really is they get a very small amount of money and they get like a week to shoot it. And they're just like, go. Yeah. they never well, think they about the it. Well, they have the formula as we learned. No, and, this... and that's how you make money. That's like old Hollywood. Yeah. They paid you on contract. They didn't pay you about a movie. So they paid you $500 for a month. You could make 10 movies exactly, or right. zero, right? right? And they're going to shoot them on the same <laughs> stage. So they all look the same. They're going to use the same cameramen. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. I love it. You no, know, it, yeah, it makes sense. But it's just... I don't know. I, I I I just I like it when they put their foot down. Even if it's stupid, like just tell me Santa can die. Like set the rules up. I know you like rules. We've established that. You need ghost rules. You need Santa rules. Because movies don't make sense without rules. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're watching The Sixth Sense, it it's not fun if he can just be not a ghost and a ghost. Yeah. Right. Well, the rules have to make sense too. Unlike the the fucking Chris Nolan DiCaprio movie. Yeah. It, it, I didn't, I still don't get what that movie's about. It's about tops. I know. Or dreidels. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we have uh, a folio for Florio this week? And it's audio visual. Oh, my God. So What a treat. So, what a treat. It's um, So, we're going to play a, 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 like a minute and are a half we, well, clip. Are we playing his theme song? Yeah, of course. Come on now. Just, I'm setting things up. If you haven't noticed that I'm driving the ship today, uh, we'll explain why in a bit. Uh, it's clearly driving Ken Sane already. <laughs> Um, we're gonna play. I'm hanging in there. He's he's doing all right. That's been been a long day. Been a long couple of weeks. Gotta find folios from Florio. <laughs> so stupid. 
we, we did the dance. We always do the dance now. Yep, the weird mix. I don't know why, but... It sounds not... like he's in the other room. <laughs> right? It sounds like they, <laughs> they put a microphone against a closed door. <laughs> what I love about it, too, is that like, there's not clearly not a friend of the, the, the Amitri within Spotify. <laughs> All right, so we're going to listen to now. Um, so Tom wrote us and said, you both loomed large in my thoughts and prayers yesterday. Um, and so he wrote this right after Christmas, oh, okay. I want to say. Or, or maybe Christmas Eve or the day after. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is Christmas. Right. <laughs> I already said Christmas twice. <laughs> I was trying not to say it again. Sorry. Uh, you both loomed large in my thoughts and prayers yesterday when we had a guest preacher at church. No, he is very pious, Tom. Yeah. So you know, so that's why I said it could have been any of those days because he probably went all of them, right? Right. Um, <laughs> says, I know Kyle is an atheist, but he doesn't get... He doesn't gotta have faith to relate to the two-minute portion of the sermon that I'm sharing with you. Uh-huh. So online from his church, they record the <laughs> sermon, and they yeah they live cast them on the web, and they're they're archived. Okay. So um, we're about 28 minutes into the service. Okay. Uh, the yep. head pastor has introduced like singing and their songs, and sure. he you know did his little homily or whatever, mm-hmm. and now he's introducing um, Pastor Paul, and Pastor uh-huh. Paul's going to come and talk about the holiday spirit. Is it your brother? We're going to find out. <laughs> I wish. It, More than anything. I've and I didn't for. know about it. He just came here, did this, and left. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. So just know that Pastor Paul's been introduced as a special guest. He works in Montclair. He's not at the actual church where Tom goes, but oh, okay. part of the same right. um, sect, religious sure. sect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's been introduced. People applaud. He's got the uh, TED Talk mic on. Family named the Kelly family who joins us each and every week. So welcome. Thank you guys for joining in wherever you may be or whatever day you may be watching this. Reminds me and of my of course, childhood. We always want to say hi to our Montclair family as well. So thank you guys for joining us. I have a confession I want to make to all of you. Boy. Since mid-October, uh, one of my favorite things to do over these last couple months is to... Whew, this is hard is to watch um, both privately and publicly um, Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. (laughs) Um, That feels good to get it off my chest. Be not Um, embarrassed. I feel like I need to tell you some of the more manly things I do Doesn't it make you happy that Tom was thinking of us going church? (laughs) You know Um, what it does. I confessed this to Pastor Dave as well. I hope he confessed it that week. um, A while back, and he is very pastoral as he continues to make fun of me um, for watching them. But that's okay, because I can take it. I mean, all religion um, is shame, so I get that. If you don't know um, these movies... Uh, so now he's showing you know these movies, a giant photo of CCB from a movie on the big screen behind uh, him. Is he really? Because they do have a different... They have a few different plots, but a lot of times they're typically pretty similar. So I'm going to go through a little... So he goes through how they work, and then he the relates a lesson. From sure. the Hallmark movies, right? Yeah. And this is sort of what Bridget was saying, too, that she likes the Hallmark yeah, movies they're wholesome. because they're more they have wholesome. wholesome, often like religious-y kind of themes. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really nice of Tom, and I thought it was really nice of Pastor yeah. Paul. Yeah. Uh, we welcome him to the Cyberbully Street team. And he could come on whenever he wants. Yeah, I would love to have Pastor Paul. We'd, so. we'd have a clean episode. Well, I would. Pastor Paul's a grown man. He lives. I mean, in, he, he may not be of the world, but he lives in the world. That is true. We can't, we can't, we can't kowtow to any religion, <laughs> Satanism or Christianity. Certainly not Judaism. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, this well, episode. Yeah, after this, we're going to be excommunicated. We were never in. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about Judaism. Uh, 
Uh, all right. So for episode 50, we chose 2019's holiday date. We so did. Th- this came in right under the wire, and we picked it because it's one of the first movies to feature virtually any mention of Judaism or right. Hanukkah. So we thought we should try to get a Hanukkah movie. Turns out we didn't. No. But no. we tried. I was really looking forward to a traditional Hanukkah movie you know, story yeah. of Christmas trees and presents. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, of course. You know, like uh, Christmas carols. Yeah, the, the the Christmas pageant. Hanukkah not being mentioned till minute 28. Yeah, and, and then not again until minute 70, <laughs> if, if my notes are correct. Um, it stars Matt Cohen and Brittany, Brittany Bristow. Oof, that's a mouthful. Cohen is known for Supernatural, so he was on that show yeah. the entire run, which I didn't realize. I never watched it, but I, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, and it was it's, it's like 200 episodes, so he has like a real career. Um, I don't know how big a star he was on it, but he was on every season. Uh, Bristow is almost exclusively on TV movies, including Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Okay. And so she is on something called Love on Safari. It sound familiar? In fact, she's on, in well, Holiday in the Wild. Oh, that one, sure. Yeah, it's the same fucking plot. Um, so she's in a bunch of them we maybe we could do. By the way, if Elizabeth Shue and Melissa Joan Hart had a baby, it's this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bristow, bringing it. It's like she looks exactly like if they melt, melted. Yeah, it was great. It's unbelievable. I, I wrote that at some point. I had a similar, I don't know what two people I picked, but it was very similar. Yeah. So I was like, she looks so familiar. And I was like, She oh, does. She yeah. looks more like Elizabeth Shue. Yes. Like, like really looks like her. Yeah. But she has kind of the Melissa Joan Hart, like, not... Eye, but like yeah. eyes, yeah, a little maybe say. not as symmetrical, let's say, correct as uh, Elizabeth Shue, right? It's like Elizabeth Shue if Ralph Macho would actually accidentally crane kicked her <laughs> in the karate kick, <laughs> and she has maybe some permanent skull damage. <laughs> I like the idea of them melting together. It was like two candles made of like two candles, and it's like what was the Joan Hart once <laughs> right. Elizabeth Shue, yeah, and you're lighting them every night, and then eventually they just melt into one. <laughs> Uh, I like that a lot. Um, this also stars Bruce Boxleitner, which is such a fascinating turn. Like, I think the dad is always the most interesting character. Oh, in yeah. Movie. Yeah, I love the dad and this. the mom. Yeah. I don't know if I love them, but he's He was good. He was funny. Yeah, and the was... brother-in-law. I love <laughs> Yeah, Glenn was really good. Yeah, too. I loved Glenn. Uh, but Boxleitner is like an actual actor, right? He was right. on Scarecrow Mrs. King. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the Tron movies. Okay. Um, he's in something else I'm forgetting. Oh, he's in Babylon 5. I don't watch that, but he's yeah. apparently very popular from that because um, sci-fi people are sci-fi oh, sure. people. Right. Um, you have anything to add, Ken, about our well, movie before we get into- No, I, I think we got to go somewhere. I know there's only one place to go. I think so. I'm very curious to see what you're going to hit me with. You should be used to this. It's good to be back. I feel like it really has been like three weeks. I know. I don't think I've seen you since before Christmas, actually. Yes, yeah, since we last recorded. That was a whole break. That's not always the case. No. You had a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Well, speaking of 1999. So you got there. We're going to go back. To 1999. Let's do it. One of my favorite pop culture years. You're taking advantage, and I love it. It's uh, I looked at you know I looked at a couple years. I was like 89. I think we've done a lot. Um, but 99 is such a crazy pop culture time. It's a real change. Right before the transition of like how we live now. Right. Yeah. So like, there's internet stuff, but it's not the same. Videos are still 
important. Like cable internet's just yeah coming into play. Like correct to where everybody has it. Yes, to where stream not I mean, maybe not streaming, but like downloading things. Yeah, for sure, yeah. downloading is happening. Streaming is not quite no. there. You could, like you maybe watch something online, short like a short video or a right. song, but it, you're not. There's no. Service. And you know what's funny is the one of the um uh movies I love from this year is Fight Club. Like, do you like Fight Club? And we never really talk about that movie all that much. I do like it. I think it's really hard to like because the people who like it are often pieces of shit. Oh, like, okay. They take all the wrong lessons from right, it. And so right. it becomes like really annoying to talk about. Right. Even though it's a really interesting book and movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It has a lot to say that's so, worthwhile. I, and I love that movie. And and um I remember like one of the there was two movies that came out that year that really got into like using internet viral marketing. Okay. And one of them was that movie and the other was Blair Witch Project, which oh, right, yeah. heavily leaned on that. Yes. But this was like they had these little vignettes of like Ed, Ed Norton and Pitt, and it was like I you could probably find them online. But I yeah. remember watching like oh I could it like f- I couldn't wait to see that. Movie yeah, it like blew your mind. It yeah. was like I'm ready for this. Yeah, and that was also again we saw virtually every right, movie, and that so. was a great year for movies. There's a lot of big movies. I actually year. missed that movie in the theater. I just oh, okay. remember seeing it on VHS. Yeah, um, my f- housemate in senior college, maybe is that even the summer after I went to his apartment. Kevin Weiss shout out the Weiss 2K. <laughs> Um, maybe the greatest AOL <laughs> screen a, name of all good. time. I like that. Uh, and I went over to his place and a bunch of people to watch it. I had never seen it before. Yeah, it was fascinating. Yeah, because I watched Great it on movie. like a seventeen-inch television. Yeah, there you go. As it was and meant we, to and be. you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna do December tenth through twelfth, nineteen ninety-nine. All right, winter ninety-nine. Okay. Winter ninety-nine. Now I know for sure we saw one of these movies together. Okay. So num- number one, we're gonna do put these movies in order. Oh, in order, jeez. All right. Go well, ahead. you don't have to do an order, but I'll, can, I'll do it because number one, I think, is pretty easy. But can I? I, I don't so, and I only, I only got four for you for this category. So we got Sleepy Hollow, Toy Story Two, mm. Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, The World Is Not Enough, James Bond. That we, I know we. Saw. I was gonna say we saw that for yeah, sure. I fell asleep because I don't like James Bond. Uh, in December 10th? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Pretty big movie time. Yeah, but it's also a weird thing because... It's like right those, before the big movie. Because some of those big movies come out right at Thanksgiving and some come out on Christmas. Correct. And so if that movie's already in the theater, it could be a layover from a Labor Day movie. Because I feel like Deuce Bigelow is probably a holdover. Like it was released mm-hmm. maybe late summer, early fall, and it's maybe still... Or it's just a total curveball if it's even in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, Toy Story 2 is tough. Mm-hmm. Because that probably was a monster, but that feels to me like it might have been attenuating over time. Like it was fewer people going. Mm. I really think it's Sleepy Jollo. Is number one? Yeah. You're completely wrong. It's the last one on the God damn it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Uh, that was a... Maybe a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, and I thought maybe it was like huge. I don't, I don't when, have the release date. I don't know when Thanksgiving was that year. So if it was the because it's like the 29th. Yeah, do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, it's like one yeah. weekend basically off. Mm-hmm. All right, so Sleepy Jollo's fourth. All right, I'll put them in order. Let's see: Sleepy Jollo, Deuce Bigelow, Toy Story, James Bond. You're completely wrong. God damn it! So Sleepy Jollo, the world is not enough. God damn! Deuce big. Bigelow, Toy Story. Wow. Right. All right. Talk myself out of it. I was, Toy Story was big. Okay. Now let's get into it. Yeah. This, Music. This is going to give you ridiculous. Now this one you got to you got to do one through five. All right. Okay. So we got back at one. Brian McKnight. Ugh. My love is your love. Whitney Houston. Houston. 
Smooth, Rob Thomas and Santana. I Knew I Loved You, Savage Garden. And I Want to Love You Forever, Jessica Sampson. This is hard. I looked at these now. If I covered the answers, I wouldn't know. Except for probably I could get one of them. It is tough because these are there's some monsters in here. But it's hard to know which one's actually... Because number one is such a strange thing on the charts. Like some of these songs... I know. The biggest songs go to number two. I've played two, this game before. And they stay there for weeks, but they never go to number one. It makes no sense. <laughs> number one. <laughs> All right. So... Mm. Hold on. Do you need to hear any of these shows or any of these movies? Yeah, any of these songs? I don't think so. I think I remember all of them. Except <laughs> yeah, for they're maybe pretty. The Jessica Simpson one, but it seems familiar. I think that was her first hit. <coughs> I think it's the one that might be to Jack and Diane. Remember yes, that? I was just I'm pretty sure that she had it like is. one of those like manufactured hits. Right. It really didn't feel particularly personal. I mean, I could um, be wrong, but yeah. And that Brian McKnight song. That was big. It was yeah. huge. I don't think it's a number one song, though, mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons, but mm-hmm. I could be wrong. <clears throat> and Rob Thomas, we know that song was number one for weeks on end. It mm-hmm. was like one of the longest ever, mm-hmm. but it was probably a summer song. Mm-hmm. So you figure was it? it would almost have to be. Seven Inches from the Midday Sun? I, Four I, of my cocks from the know, Midday Sun? <laughs> as you know, I, I hate that song. I know. I'm going to go. All right. I'm going to go J-Simp, five. Do you want me to tell you as we go? No, no. Well, let's just, let me put them in order and see how we do. Okay. Oh. I'm going to go smooth. At four? Yeah. Okay. I think there's a sneaky savage garden in here, and this is what's killing me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I can't decide if Whitney Houston or Savage Garden is number one. Okay. All right. I'm going to go Savage Garden, Brian McKnight, Whitney Houston. So Savage Garden three, yeah. Brian McKnight two, mm-hmm. and Whitney Houston one. Yeah, I feel like that was a nice career renaissance for her. Mm-hmm. I like be- that's a good song. And it's a good song, and I think people liked it. Like yep. they were interested in liking it. Kind of like the share renaissance. You got one of them right. Oh boy, only one. So number five, Jessica Simpson. Oh boy. Oh no, so I'm sorry. Number five was <laughs> Whitney Houston. God damn it! I'm like the fucking reverse jinx here. It's unbelievable. Number four. And you guessed number one for Whitney Houston. Number four was Savage Garden. Okay. So you're close. You guessed number three. Yeah. Number three was Jessica Simpson. God. Number two was Brian McKnight. You got wow, that one smooth right. smooth still. Smooth is number one. When was it released, you know? I don't know. Because it's got to be like August then. It probably was. Because it was probably number one for 15 or 16 years or something ridiculous. And it sticks. Holy so shit. So finally, the one you... This is your expertise, TV shows. Yeah, I should... I now, mean, I, we'll did, I didn't do for that week because I had a... Little trouble finding. Yeah, I should have sent you where I look normally. I got, I did it for the 1999 2000 television season, though. Okay, I like that. Yeah, it's end of year too. I like when we do December; it's easier. So I'm, so we could rank, we could rank these or do them however you want. So we got, we got friends, Mm -hmm. emergency room, Mm. Monday night football, Mm -hmm. who wants to be a millionaire, and Frasier. These are the t- these are the top five shows. I got you for the year. For the year, I wonder how they measured that. Is it average audience or is it total? They did because total would make the game shows they, less likely. They, I think they did total, but although they're on five nights a week too, so well, I'll give you a clue. Who wants to be a millionaire is on three nights a week. I'm going with that number one. 
Um, not only, and you're right. Not only was that number one, it was the f- top three shows of the year. Yeah, Mo- t- Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Yeah, I totally believe it. It was enormous. Yeah, it was maybe the last, maybe not the last, but it was one of the last times you everybody watched a show. Yeah, like I remember being obsessed with it. Me too. Calling the number, trying to get on the whole thing. Yeah. Then I'm going to go Monday Night Football, okay. ER, mm, Friends, Frazier. All right, you did good. So. Uh, number two is ER. You guessed number three. Yeah. It's usually... The, the prestige drama is usually the bigger hit. Number three was Friends. You guessed four. Yeah. Uh, number four was Monday Night Football. And number five was Frazier. That's Scott, interesting. Right? Monday Night Football is always so high up. Yeah. It's surprising. I, I just, it's probably not anymore. <laughs> yeah, it might no, be now. But I I, when, you, when I look at the ratings, I do this game, though. Almost always, it's like in the top whatever. Right. Yeah. I, I thought it would have beat some of those. Interesting. So, do you want one more game before sure. we start? I mean, if you think it's appropriate, Ken, I'm happy to play. We could play before or after. So, why don't we play before? Okay, because yeah, I have something at the end I want to do. Okay, so, yeah, I got... Before I got, before your game. Okay, so... It'll only take a minute, but... Why don't you hit Skilo? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't, I didn't think I'd get to play. I'd never get to play, and I like this game quite a bit. Hey, this is Radio Station WSKE. Taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true. Hello. I wish I was a little bit taller. It's a banger. It's really good. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. Mm. I wish I wish I was in the song. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. It's a song that I would play in my home. All so, right. Celebrity hike game. Okay, so, so we're gonna do celebrity hike game. All right. Of Jewish stars. Oh, boy. All right. Ah, shit. So we have Adam Sandler. Mm. Do you want to do him as we go, or do you want to do him uh, T to Yeah, well, let's do him as we go. I think that's fine. Okay. All right, Adam Sandler. He seems goonish. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, usually actors or comedians are not as tall as you think. Right. But he seems like he's probably actually decently tall. Okay. And he plays basketball with Norm McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Norm is actually probably decent. Yeah, he's tall. probably tall. The question is, is he six foot or not? Because that's always the rub, right? Yeah. He's like, he's tall for a celebrity, but 5'10 is tall for a celebrity. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to go six even. Yeah, you're close. You should have went with 5'10 because yeah, he's 5'10. There you go. Okay. Uh, so next, we got Woody Allen. Oh, boy. Now, listed height or real listed height? Listed height. Okay. Five five. You're right on. Very good. This is helping me. I'm, right, I'm, I'm warming. I'm warming to the task now. Mila Kunis. Uh, she's Jewish, according to the internet. <laughs> Interesting. I believe she's also Estonian, as am I, yeah. if I recall correctly. Mila Kunis, or is she from oh, which? Is it her? No, I'm thinking of uh, the other one. Shit. My grandpa used to remind me. Uh, 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 uh. Nick Wagner. Yeah. Also, <laughs> uh, what's 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 her nuts in American Beauty? Oh, I know who you're talking about. God, I don't know her name. Yeah, but... my brain camera. Yeah, the blonde one. Yes, um, which makes more sense to be from Estonia, <laughs> right? Uh, Mila Kunis. I'm gonna go five six. No, she's five four. Really? Yeah, she's tiny. You got to think of uh, that you know, '70s show. You know, I know, but th- those guys I think are actually tall. Laura Prepon is tall, so it makes it really hard. Right. And she got she does have like bobblehead though because she's like yeah, attractive she, so her head is yeah. just, uh, outsized which makes it hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Rudd, what well, did not know was Jewish either. Listed, that's interesting. Listed. Mm. 
I'm going to love it <laughs> or list it. I'm going to go 5'7". Five, 5'10". Five, what? Shocking. It is shocking. I didn't think he was tall at all. And I, he was on Conan's podcast the other day, and I saw the photo of them together. I should have been able to reason that yeah, one out. Yeah, true. He did look taller than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Huh. There you go. And finally, Adrian Brody. Oh, Christ. That's a tough one. <laughs> he might actually be tall. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I know. This game's, game's hard. I'm going to go... Six two. You close six one. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Gonna, I should have gone with six one. I was gonna say, and I hesitated. Well, that's yeah. not terrible. No, though. you did good. It's that's a ah, that game stinks. <laughs> you would think I'd be better at it just by listening to it every week. You know what I mean? Like just knowing, but I'm not. And the and the women are hard to do because they're probably all within like three inches. Yeah, right. It's certainly listed height, unless you're dealing right. with like a, someone who's obviously tall. Like, Correct. You know. Like Lisa Lobo or somebody. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! All right, Kenny. All right, you ready to go? Did you call her Lisa Lobo? What's it's Rebecca name? Lobo. Rebecca Lobo. Who's... You're thinking of Lisa Lobo in Nine Stories. I am thinking of Lisa Lobo. When <laughs> I said it, I go, "That sounds wrong," but I was like, "I don't know who I'm thinking of." <laughs> I love Lisa Lobo in Nine Stories. I, I know All one right. story about her. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. Wow, we open New York City, the Big Apple. <laughs> Stupid old Christmas music is playing. Snow is falling. They've already done a better job setting the scene than Christmas Christmas under wraps. Old school New York City department store, of course, because those are still around. Right. You know, everybody, everybody works. Sure. You know, it's not like we get an announcement every day that one's closing. I'm not sure at first it's a British lady or a highfalutin lady is walking through the store. Yeah, I have awful British accent. Yeah. So I thought it's terrible. I just thought maybe I misheard her like she was being funny and then was going to switch. Nope. Um, she's walking through the store. She's barking orders. She walks up to Brooke, who's you know, played by Bristow, our right. main character. Bristow. Uh, tells her about a big Broadway client. <laughs> <laughs> I love making you laugh. Just saying words. Uh, Sarah Banks. She's very demanding. Mm. I didn't think she was that demanding. I thought she was supposed to be like a Delta Z. You know, like, or Adina Menzel. Oh, Adina Menzel. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> John Travolta. <laughs> it just fucking makes a meal out of it. He's like so excited <laughs> to introduce her and just like saying all these nice things and then just saying her name completely wrong. Uh, yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. There you go. Um, yeah. It turns out she's not demanding at all. So she wants Brooke to make her a new dress um, for a formal gathering that's coming up or a premiere or something. I don't know what they say. Uh, and then they hit it off. Of course. Yeah. Because. Why, why not? not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah immediately. But I did like that they got right into it. Like, no bullshit. It's Christmas. She's working. Even though this movie's about Hanukkah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's holiday anyway. But, like, they didn't dick around. I thought that was good. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I liked this movie, but I did like that they did this. It's much more professionally done. That's what I would say. Okay. Like, yeah, that's that's true. I would I would agree with that. Yeah, it is competently done and virtually It moves everywhere. along quickly. Yeah, it doesn't movie. waste your time. No, not at all. And it doesn't distract you with non- total nonsense, like not being cold out. <laughs> so they meet. It turns out they're both from Bucks County. Oh, the worst! The worst part of the country. I was waiting for. I was waiting to hear. It's what you had to so say. terrible. There's nothing to it. What do you mean? It's just like. It's just like Route 80. It's just interstate. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it's just trees. I don't know. I, what I would say is the movie actually gets it very right. It's just kind of like these quaint, maybe not so awesome places to live, like. It's great if you're 80 or whatever, like Bruce Bachleitner, right. but like, yeah, I have a lot of problems with how they end the movie for that reason, but we'll get to it. 
Um, I thought the boss lady looked like a weird British Tina Fey. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, as usual, gigantic New York apartment on mm-hmm. the salary of well, a you designer. She's, so she's a, a, a fashion designer. Yeah. But she works at a retail store? Yes. <laughs> okay. I was a little confused by that. I, I think it's like kind of like when you go to get your suit done at the Sears instead of going to a tailor. Like they have the in-house people who okay, do stuff. Okay, fair enough. But I did think it was weird that a big Broadway star would go to go, Macy's yeah, exactly. to get their dress right. done. No, that would never happen. Yeah. Or unless it's like one of those things where like the Kathy Ireland collection where it's like <laughs> this famous lady works there and you want and you want her to work with her, but you have to go through the corporate thing to get it. I love your example. <laughs> I know. Ashley Furniture is the Kathy Ireland. I know. I know you know. I'm telling We've the talked audience. talked about that before. <laughs> I know. One of the re- recurring themes of this show, Kathy Ireland Collection. God. 50 episodes, guys. Um, but you're right. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense that she would go there. Like, she'd just be shopping off the rack and then go, oh, I want actually a fully designed dress. And I want to work with I, Nina. I'm, I'm here. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm already getting pots and pans. <laughs> getting craftsman hardware. And then... But then, like, I want to go with Nina, but then Nina just hands you off to Sarah. Right. Or Bro- Brooke? What? Brooke. I forgot her name already. Sarah? Who's- oh, Sarah's the Broadway star. Yeah, the names are going to kill me. <laughs> I can confuse myself. <laughs> um, so she has this gigantic apartment. It's absurd. She and, clearly, and for, her friend is a giant apartment. At least that's slightly explained and later. And so many decorations. Crazy. So many shikses and goyams in this movie. <laughs> I, but again... It's it made sense. Like the character, her character is fucking horny for Christmas. Yeah, it's and true. the parents are horny for Christmas. Everything is Christmas. So like, right. as dumb as it is, it at least f- makes sense. Okay, it didn't annoy me in the way that like characters like, oh, I'm so excited for Christmas, they don't do anything or know anything about it. You know, right, right, right. Um, so I, that was okay, but it was kind of absurd that she doesn't live in a studio apartment that's okay. five hundred feet square feet, and it's like. In, you know, bed Like it's just right. absurd that she lives in this huge apartment in Manhattan. Right. Um, steps from her job where she makes $38,000. You know, it's just crazy. All right. And no roommates. No roommates? What is she? She's like 2930? No roommates in New York City? Yeah. And a big apartment? So. I don't think so. Uh, even if it's rent controlled. Unless we're back to the parents pay for it, which I guess is possible. I guess. It, it annoyed me. I'm just tired of that trope. Like, Nope. Just just have a normal apartment, or set it in Chicago where you can afford an apartment. Right. And it wouldn't be as absurd. I mean, they're still expensive downtown, but it wouldn't yeah, be sure. crazy to have like a loft. New yeah. York, it would be you need two million dollars. Oh, nuts. at least yeah, for sure. Whereas there, you could pay like four thousand a month, maybe like and it's gettable. Like this is fucking insane. I'm just tired <laughs> of it. <laughs> this is what you asked for, Ken. I know. I love it. So her mom and dad called to express how excited they are to see her and her boyfriend Ethan. Mm-hmm. Her Christian boyfriend, Ethan. Correct. Who's going to come to Christmas because he's Mr. Christmas. And where do they live? What's its town name? I have it. Whispering Pines. Whispering Pines, a retirement village. Yep. I thought that too. I was like, what a weird, like, yeah, it's very strange. Um, And they're very excited to be together. They're all expressing how excited they are. Bristow says she's like more excited than anybody. She's like a little kid on Christmas for Christmas. I'm like, well, it's Christmas. So you're just a kid. So you're just excited. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you make no sense. Um. So on before she heads out of town, or sorry, before she goes to meet her boyfriend Ethan, Ethan, the Christian, yep, Gentile, <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> I mean, she knows top to bottom. <laughs> she goes to drop off a candle and some wine at her friend's apartment. Yeah, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, well, because it, it sets off a couple of things we need. So, because it seems absurd. Oh, like, that's right. Because right, right. like she's on the phone, she's like, "I'm excited to see you. I have this date," and then she just drops off at the friend. 
And so she goes to see the friend, and she says mm-hmm. they basically talk about her career. Like, yeah, where but she's don't at. they? Doesn't she meet Joel outside? No, no, we're not there yet. We're not at the oh, party okay. yet. This is All before. Right. So this is the <laughs> day. Of like the par- this is the day of the party. Okay. She's dropping stuff off in the during the day. Yeah. And she's gonna come back later for the party. Okay, fair enough. But she has to go to the party. She has to go drop the stuff off, go to her date with Ethan, then go to the party the next day. Okay, gotcha. Is the way I understood it. Yes. It could be wrong. Um. So while she's there, she explains how Nina isn't looking at her designs and she wants to be a designer and she's being squelched. It's very like Devil, Devil Wars product right. kind of vibe. Right. Um, and they, they almost pull it off. Like, she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nina's not quite... I mean, obviously she's not Meryl Streep, but she doesn't even really try as hard to be like a super mean, like, boss. Right. I kind of wanted that. I wanted, like, more mean Yeah, bitch. yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a lot of yeah, shoo, shoo. Yeah, a lot of Scrooge. You want her to be the Scrooge of the story of, like, yeah, she's the one who hates point. Christmas, doesn't give a shit, makes you work all the time, right? Right. Like, what's her name in the other movie when she's working all the time? Um, and then she the switcheroo, the, the weatherman? No, the family man? Not, the weatherman is also a Nick Cage movie. <laughs> Ken is losing his mind and I can't think of anything. With Zuniga? Yeah. A family Thanksgiving? Yeah, thank you. We'll we'll get to it. (laughs) Um, So so this is where she explains all of her backstory of like, I went to the Institute to be an artist and then I became a designer, but now I'm not getting to do my designs because I'm not cutting edge enough. Her designs stink. Right. It's the bottom line. Well, uh, Sarah Evans loves it or whatever her name was. (laughs) She's too traditional, right? They're they're hammering home that she loves tradition, family, and Christmas. Right. Okay. Hammering it. Yeah. Hmm. So at the shop the next day, Nina finally looks over her designs, set, you know, looks over her lookbook, right? Goes through it. <laughs> this is going to be a whole podcast of me reciting what happened. You're not going to say anything. Yes, I am. All right. Because you like watching me do it. It's funny. It's funny to me. It is funny. Uh, so she, uh, so Nina looks through her designs. Fight, like She goes, okay, you know what? She kind of like does her a solid. I'll look at them. Gives him back, says, you're too, she's exactly what we yeah, thought. Yeah, she said, you're too basic. Yeah. She's like, you're a basic B. Get your shit together. It's not cutting edge if you want to be a designer. You're, you're, I can employ you, like, you know, as a seamstress, basically, but you're not going to be a designer. And then, but before that, Brooke had been like, well, I'm not going to take her shit, right? If she fucking comes at me, I'm coming back at her. And she does. And Anita goes, okay. And it walks away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> she nothing solved. It, like, literally nothing happens. It was, I kind of like that. She just went, uh huh. <laughs> she's like, so what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> it was funny. Um, she has to pay for that big apartment, right? Right. She like, can't yeah. quit. Yeah, she's gonna. Mm, she's gonna have to start uh, going on Snapchat, making some money. Um, so she goes to dinner with Ethan that night. She has gigantic. They have the biggest glasses of wine I've ever seen. Like, it's Manischewitz. <laughs> and they have to, uh, and much like uh, Christmas under wraps. Yes. Dumpsville. Yeah, I did like that. It was so similar. Yeah, I know. It was almost to the exact I, I scene. laughed really hard, but I was just like, well, one, the, the wine was so distracting. I had to go back <laughs> and watch, and I had to watch it again because it was like, it, it had to be 14 ounces of wine. <laughs> like a big gulp of yeah, wine. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, she poured it out of a sheet like a Slurpee. <laughs> I was like, God, I would love that. Um, yeah, and so. She's basically preparing him to go home. Like right, she, yeah. And, and she, you know, she had set up the thing. We've all been in this spot, right? Everyone's going for Christmas. You're going to see your friends, especially in your 20s. Sure. You don't want to seem like a loser. You don't want to be alone. Yeah, you want to have somebody. Yeah, you don't want to be with your family that much because like, you need the buffer zone or sure. like, a way to get out of the house, the whole thing. And she's like, finally, I'm going to be bringing this guy home. I'm so excited. The mom's excited. Because she's sick. She was sick of not having anybody at Christmas time. Yeah, with her family. because she's so traditional, and her her sister's perfect, as we later learn. Right. Well, she says, you know, she's like she's my role model, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I'm like, she married Glenn. I mean, I like Glenn, but like, <laughs> come on, yeah, like she was the prom queen, and she married Glenn. <laughs> That's like Kirsten Dunst and Landry. Like, you're just like, how does this happen? <laughs> Kirsten Dunst. 
Yeah, she's married to Landry. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Exactly. That was my reaction. I mean, yeah. I love Landry. But, sure. You know. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it gives hope to all of us. It's like <laughs> big-headed monsters walking around. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Maybe they do want a funny guy. Yeah. They want a good-looking guy, but they want a funny guy. Uh, so she's excited to tell him about the stuff, and he's like, let me stop you. <laughs> yeah. He said, Before you go any further. Yeah. Which was kind of like the other guy. I thought the other guy did a better job of delivering the monologue. In oh, a, in, in Under Wraps. Under- yeah. <laughs> In CUW? <laughs> CCB. <laughs> CCB and CUW? Yeah. I thought that guy was better than this Ethan. Yeah, Ethan was like, le- like maybe less of a jerk, I guess. He looked like more of a jerk. Yeah, but he wasn't. Right. But you hated him immediately because he had like slick back, like yeah, yeah, stockbroker hair. hair. He looked like a classic Hoboken douchebag. It was just right. like, oof. I just didn't you like knew him. it was coming. Yeah, on site. I'm like, no. Right before Christmas. Oh, yeah. They set you up hard. Uh, so he says it's more about taking someone home for the holidays than being about him. But the- oh, telephono. Sorry, that's right. I just want to mark it down. So it was a spam call. So he's basically like, uh, it's not about me. It's about this. But he. And he does say, like, you might want to think about that. Like, why do you want to be in a relationship? Mm-hmm. So he does give some good advice, whereas the other guy was, like, hot fire, like, great advice. Right. This is more kind of he felt like he was being he's being a little more whiny about it, a little more selfish. I think. Right, right, right. Which we later kind of find out is true. But, well, actually, maybe not. His character <laughs> evolves a bit, I would yeah, say. I was surprised to see him again in this movie. Oh, I loved it. I thought that was a fucking ace move. I was like, <laughs> yes, this is the turn we needed. Because the tension of the thing can only last so long. You have to ratchet well, they, it. Well, they do it so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're asking for I mean, every J- scene. Joel is, is so much of a doofus with every single Christmas thing. We're, we'll get into it. So, basically, she gets up and leaves. She's like, fuck you. This sucks. I don't know what to do. Right. Her mom calls immediately, again, to express how excited she is. She doesn't pick it up. She lets it go to voicemail. And it listens to it. It gets really sad. I don't know if she cries, but she definitely gets <laughs> sad. <clears throat> so, she then goes to the, the Christmas party. Okay. So she walks up. She's waiting outside. She buzzes, and there's a you know handsome stranger. Right. Um, I would call him emaciated. <laughs> he, was so he was very skinny. Thin, yes. Like it was really he's kind of very disturbing. Gaunt. If he's not gay, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> Turns out he's not. He has a wife and family. But I was like, this guy. He was so skinny and just like. <laughs> he regained you or no? No, of course he did. Oh, okay. I didn't know if I was crazy. No, was like I looked him up. Not gay. So there you go. Or at least you know he has a family. He could be gay, but right. He's not out or whatever. Right, right. Um, so she's waiting for him. She kind of goes. She kind of looks at him and goes like, "Oh, who's this?" You know. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's on the rebound. She's, she's yeah, on exactly. Tail. She's right. like, re- yeah. she's ready for it. Like, yeah. It could have been me. Didn't matter. <laughs> so they're both going to Megan and Larry's party. Larry, I know. So Megan is her friend, and Larry is her husband, who's the agent for Joel. For Joel. So she finds out Joel is also going to the party because Larry's his agent. Okay. So they go upstairs, as, and this is where I wrote, Joel and Ethan, one Jew, one Gentile. Right. Yeah. Why wasn't his name, like, Chris? Yeah. So make one Steve yeah. and one, uh, you know, Joel. Yeah, just, like, or pick any, like, the current, like, kid names, like, Ryder or whatever. So, something, like, fucking weird. <laughs> but clear. Yeah, exactly. Clearly not Jewish. I, it's so weird. Yeah, I, I don't understand why. I, yeah. I don't know what I wrote here. I used to be that way in quotes. No idea why. <laughs> Uh, this party is ridiculously extravagant. Um, we see that Joel maybe is going to be famous. Like, there people are treating him like he might be like a real star on the rise. Even though he's just done a, like a shaving commercial. Yes, 
and he's 30. It's not like he's 17. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. You know, he wasn't in like a L.A. Gear commercial in 1988. <laughs> Joe Montana? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's on his way up to Joe Montana. <laughs> um. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. So he's he has a role, right? He has a yeah. So we he has an audition. That, yes, he has a big audition. <clears throat> no, well, actually, he had an audition, and he's now down to the final five for the role. Right. And this is not at all how Hollywood works. No, if they don't just keep eliminating people over time, like a game show. <laughs> like either you come in and you audition again <laughs> as a finalist, or like the final two, right, or they give right, someone the role. Exactly. They don't just call you periodically to remind you that you they're maybe yeah, you're, you're in the inter- final five. Uh, yeah, like oh, you're four now. What? Yeah. Are, they, are you killing them? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also where Bristow explains, you know, I'm an overqualified tailor, but she's, you know, yeah, according to her, yeah. But she's like basically explaining how her life is in the dumps now, like, sure. And so Megan's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, we got to find you somebody. We're at a big party, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You know, setting up the meet cute. <clears throat> so finally, we get to they run into each other at the party, right? They start to realize that their situations fit together because his part is about going back to a small town right. and he's from and the he's city. a method actor, exactly. Of course. Um, they banter, and I put that in quotes. Um, once again, we have a movie. <laughs> no Led- chemistry. Leaden and no chemistry. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? No, they had zero chemistry. I don't understand why they picked these people. They, they, they're not a match as far as like looks either. That I kind of get. Not you're, like, not you're like trying a- to go super like white, waspy, and right. super Jewish. Right. But then like go super Jewish. Yeah. Like I <sighs> Get Paul Rudd now. Yeah. Like, get Adrian Brody in this movie. Right, he would have been perfect. You're right. And what was he doing? Because it has to be like, I don't know. They didn't match it as far as anything. It, it didn't work. It he, didn't make any sense. Right. Like it just didn't. There was no chemistry, and also the physical. Like none of it matched up in a way that made sense to me. Like it didn't feel fun or fun. Right. Right. No, it was uh, terrible. Because okay, I wrote letting. I don't. And he the the level where he loves Christmas is insane. He loves every single thing that they do. In this yeah. stupid town. Oh, I, I, we have to talk about it, but I, I want to wait till we get there. Okay. Like, till we get to Whispering Pines. Because okay. <laughs> so he wants to go because her, you know, her uncle owns the, the hardware store and his character owns a hardware store. Right. So he's, he's starring in some sort of Lifetime movie is what it sounds like, to be honest. <laughs> I thought that the whole time. Like, he's auditioning for a Lifetime movie about Christmas, and now he's going to go be in one about Christmas yeah. for Hallmark, right? Mm-hmm. Very meta. Uh, and he's from the city. He makes very clear. I'm from New York City. Oh, they, they never, make that... Known, and you would think he lived like what was that documentary about those the the five brothers who never let out of the apartment? All they do is watch movies. <laughs> I don't know. Oh god, it's great, but it's like they literally are never allowed to leave, and so the, all they know is stuff from movies. Like, oh god, like, it's fucking wild. But it's like him. He's like he's like feral. Like he doesn't know anything about. He never watched TV. Well, that, that's what he like. I know we're I'm skipping ahead, but there's no, a no. part he goes to the hardware store. He's like, oh, a hammer. Like you never never put a fucking picture up, or just saw a picture of a hammer. <laughs> like that's always my thing. Is you're in the entertainment industry, but he industry. didn't know what it like felt like to hold a hammer. I know. Well, maybe he's that guy. <laughs> I just felt like even if you grow up sheltered, you have to be. He would have to grow up like orthodox. Why didn't they just have him be that? And now he's like, I broke out. I left. Yeah, like when the Amish, uh, yeah, in the city or whatever. Yeah, Rum- like a rumspringer. <laughs> I think that every time I hear that song. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really wanted him. It's just absurd how stupid he is or how naive he is. Exactly. You he's, grow up in New York he's City. He's a city bumpkin. A city of nine million people. Right. I don't care what religion you are. You know about Christmas. You know. You, you, right. People come to the he city to see Christ- the biggest tree. He doesn't know Christmas carols. He's like, what are these? 
She's like, I forget what song it was. Dashing, yeah. not dashing. No, it was like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know. They're like, you don't know, you know, deck. It was Deck the Hall. Yeah, like, you don't know Deck the Halls. You never even just like kind of heard it. Yeah, I knew the Dreidel yeah, song. No, right, me too. And you know, like the basic beat of Deck the Halls. Yeah, like, you could, you could. I know. Fake it till you make it. You've at least heard, you know, <laughs> Christmas at Hollis by Run DMC. Right. Like, I hated that because there's no reason for it. Like, it's fine if he doesn't know, like, all the ins and outs of Christmas. Like, the, like the family traditions, like the getting the tree. Like, that sure. stuff is fine. Right. Right. You could still have him do or that. trimming the tree. He could still be a right. fucking idiot and go get the tree early. Yeah, but he knows what Deck the Halls is. But he knows that you get a tree for Christmas. He knows that you sing Christmas carols. He might not know the lyrics, but he knows, like, the tune. Right. It just... It was unnecessarily and, like, and you know what? Absurd. Uh, of course, what uh, job they give him? Architect. Oh God, I know. I laughed so hard. I was like, what else would it be? What else would it be? <laughs> it's, it's architect or window dresser. Uh, 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 a friend of the show who I can't mention, but a friend of the show went on a date and she's like, "Yeah, he was an architect." I was like, "Really?" She's like, "Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're I real." He, I thought he was lying. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> there are actually still architects, God. and I work at a school with a school of architecture. And I don't know any architects. Uh, so they get in the, so they agree to this like fucking cockamamie plan <laughs> <laughs> extremely fast. Um, so he's gonna play her girl, his her boyfriend. Yes, he's gonna play Ethan. He's gonna play Ethan. So from that moment Correct. on, he is he's now Ethan. Ethan. I will refer to him as Jethan because he's Joel and Ethan. Correct. Because when the real Ethan comes back, it gets confusing. Yes, it does. Okay. Um. So they get in the car ride, and he's like trying to get into his role, ask about what's Ethan like, and blah blah blah. Which it doesn't matter because nobody's met him. But here's the part that doesn't make sense to me. It's 2019. Right. How have they never seen They've a never photo? Seen a picture. Yeah. That mom has never asked for a photo. Well, the mom who's up her asshole. I did kind of get that their relationship was fairly new. I think she said six months. Oh, they, okay. Because she's kind of new. Because she's bringing him home. Yeah. Like, you don't, two weeks. I mean, I guess. No, it, like, it's been like three months, maybe. I just. I mean, that's a cutoff. I don't know. I don't. I, I think your mom would want a photo. I think my mom would have wanted a photo. Right. Um, anybody who's that into family and Christmas. Yeah, I would want to know what he looks. Yeah. Because yeah. like, what, what would be the point of not sending it? Do you know what I mean? Like, is your mom not on Facebook? Is your mom not? Because they have to make a movie. They text. We know they text. They do. I just. it. It's so stupid. They don't know what he looks like. They're like, they could have like dyed his hair or, you know what I mean? Like some other fun sequence yeah. like that. It would have been interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. Um. Yeah. So they're listening to Christmas music while they're talking. Blah blah blah. They're writing down, learning things about each other. So they stop. They stop at Wawa to get coffee. Uh, they walk around downtown, whispering pines, and it's like you know she runs into a friend and she doesn't want to yeah. doesn't want to deal. Classic Christmas small town downtown. Right. You know, yep. Like any of the movies you watch with these. Um. So we've, you know, she tells him like the parents have been married thirty five years. The dad used to own a construction company. He's now retired. He must have done well. The house is huge. Um, <laughs> Joel's parents are both actors, so they're on the road during the holidays. Yeah, interesting. Weird. So, so I know. I, I started to think, like, is he a serial killer? Like, where's his headed? They're carnies. Uh, they run into Cheryl Brooks' friend, who thinks she recognizes Jason, right, um, from his shaving commercial. Yeah, who would recognize somebody like that? Well, the cyber bullies. Maybe. Like, if I saw somebody for a commercial in 1988, <laughs> right. if I saw the Doubleman twins, <laughs> I would, I guarantee. You saw the woman from the Maroon Pontiac commercial. Oh, I, I would 100% know what she looks like. Her image is burned into my brain. I can't even draw, but I think I could draw her. <laughs> like, if you gave me, like, Manu, I could paint. I could paint her face. 
she, you know what she looks like is um uh uh, uh the the co-host of Entertainment Tonight with Tesh, Mary Hart. Mary Hart. She the, the Maroon Pontiac looks like Mary Hart, but like. Like the small town version, so a little, sure, more, a little yeah, more weathered, a yeah. little more makeup. <laughs> Probably would ride in a Grand Am, you know. <laughs> I could see it though, and she kind of looks like the mom from. Um... Oh God, what is it? I'm sorry, you opened this can of our our house. <laughs> Wilford Brimley, what's Deirdre I... Hall? Yeah, it looks like a mix between those two women okay. with fried hair and from North Jersey, right? I, I see it. I know, because you know what I'm talking about. This really is a thing that no one knows about the media. <laughs> uh, maybe this is the time to put out the call. <laughs> Guys, I'm looking for a very specific commercial from the mid to late late 80s into the mid-90s for Maroon Pontiac in New Jersey. And it's a woman, and it has... How, how would you describe the music? A lot of a lot of like drumming bass, yeah. Like a, yeah, a lot of sound machine. Yeah, yeah, all all the synthesizer DX7, right. of course. Um, and it's my holy grail. Yeah, it is. It's not anywhere yeah. on YouTube. I've searched for hours. So if you have that or know how to find it, <laughs> so uh, where are we? Oh yeah, so we run the Cheryl, right? Okay. So they, so they, as they arrive, the parents and the and the sister and the run outside. Wall, yeah, they they run out like yeah, like the UPS and, man is there. And uh, Brooke like backs up the car. She wants to leave already. She's like, "We got to go. This isn't gonna work." And that was kind of funny. Yeah. I was like, "She's just gonna drive." Away. She's just gonna go. <laughs> I mean, she probably. And then should've. the mom's like, "Nah, come on." Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see this, Ethan. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so they just start interrogating him. It's just like, and you know how this is. Like the first time at the in laws, it's just yeah, it's yeah. You're under pressure, and, and he and he is just so like aloof. That's what bothered me most about him. He was not self aware at all of the situation. Yeah, he was a terrible actor. He's brutal. I did not understand why people thought he was going to be a star in the fake world of this. Right, like, <laughs> it's true. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, what do they see in him? Like, he, I guess he's good looking, but mm, he was not good. It was frustrating, really, because you get again he's I, bad. If you get someone fun in that, like who's sure. really just like playing and having a good time, yeah, and like more charismatic, like you know, if you have someone who's like a little more charming, well, he tries to be charming and he's just not. Right. But you could you could see the total classic move, like I'm gonna charm your mom, I'm gonna like flirt with her a little, like he could have yeah, done yeah. any of that stuff, right? And it didn't, it just doesn't work. That's ah, so weird. Um, so we find out that Brooke has an older sister who is also the prom queen, and she says that's my role model. Um, and then we find out Ethan, Jethan's going to have to bunk with Glenn, Jethan. which is weird because isn't Glenn sleeping with his wife? You would think. But no, nobody sleeps with the, I mean, they but are married, married with I a know, kid. I know. And why, why aren't they in their own house? Don't they live in that town? Well, they're redoing their house, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. That's weird that they're all allowed to sleep together. So that's a strange thing. <laughs> um, I did what I did. love. Glenn is the best part of the movie, I think. Oh, he's the best. So, I, I loved him. So he immediately he sees Jethan arrive and he goes, "Yes, yeah." He's like, "Thank God, I'm out from under. Like, I'm I'm yeah. the hero now." So immediately the dad's like, "Oh, we got to put up these lights," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, Ethan will help you." Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, "I gotta go." I loved it right under the bus. Yeah, it's just I wrote here just just what I want to do with my girlfriend's dad: put up Christmas lights. But you know the how worst that is. job. The second you get there, they're like, "Here, let's do this dumb shit you don't want to do." Like, here, let's go oh. cut some firewood. Yeah. Oh, I hate putting up Christmas lights. Fucking break. No. 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 So Glenn, Glenn has a, a really busy job, apparently. And he says to Ethan, Walter's a tough nut to crack. Walter's the dad. Right. I love Walter. And Jethan, at least this makes sense. He was terrible at the lights. He Brutal. Yeah. He, he couldn't even fake it. It was. But they make him bad at stuff that makes no sense. I agree. Like, like this, this actually this, tracks. Yeah, but he could have been... He, 
He's all right. First of all, he's supposed to be an architect, which they say like that's the running why, joke. Again, right? why pick a job where and and Brooke knows her her sister's house is being remodeled. The chances of like remodel talk coming up are very high. Right. Just why? make him a make him a Wall Street guy. He's a theoretical mathematician. They don't they guarantee they'll never ask about proofs right, or formulas. Right. Like why not? But yeah. So he. <sighs> but like he's seen houses decorated. He knows how they're supposed to yeah, look. Yeah, again, it's like he was born like... And yeah. he puts them up in this, just haphazardly, throws them up, and the dad just like lets it go, which would never happen. No. The dad's like, no, we put this here, just go up. He would tell them how to do it. Right, he would at least instruct them and see how he took it. I right. agree. Yeah. It, it's He's like Roman in the dark. He's never seen anything. <laughs> uh, I think about I think about that movie a lot. So I also didn't understand they're hand washing dishes. I didn't notice that. So they they have this enormous house with an enormous kitchen and no dishwasher, or they're using fine china for a whole week of Christmas celebration. Yeah, which is fucking nuts. But they, people do that, I bet, for the whole week. I get Christmas Eve, Christmas. Yeah, Day. I mean, most people don't have a, a full week of festivity because this is the other thing. They arrive like December eighteenth. Like, right? They're yeah, there they're there. So they're there long. for a long time. I think they do say a week later, but it's a long time. Yeah. So cut to mom and sister talking in the kitchen, and he might be a keeper. They know nothing about him. No. they All they know is he can't put up Christmas lights. So was the original Ethan an architect? Is no, that why? he worked on like Wall Street. So why did they say architect? Maybe he was. I don't remember hearing that, though. Because that's the only reason to say architect, I think they right? just made him a, like a made-up job. I know, but like if you're trying to keep the story straight, you, yeah, you say, but I don't remember true. that either. I don't remember him being an architect. I don't, I don't know if they ever say it, but he might have been. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. All right, so we'll, we'll let him off the hook if that's the all case. Right. Um, also, hard to believe that dad didn't have the lights up December 18th. That they Not waited that, that long. He probably has them up, you know. November right after, 1. Right, exactly. Uh, Halloween's right after over. Halloween. Take down your, your pumpkins. Yeah. The lights are going up. Your blow up ghouls and goblins. And they don't have their tree decorated. Or a tree yet. It's insane. But they had the rest of the house completely decorated. Right. I can, I can almost understand that one the I tree under, because I under, it's like under, a People tradition. do wait for that sometimes. And they knew she was coming home. Right. True. It All right. Kind of Fair enough. But you're that right. But the lights, like, she wasn't going to do it. Who gives a no. shit? Get clad no. up on a ladder. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I was shocked that dad didn't have it up. Um. So dad is not convinced. He walks in this conversation and he basically, like, shrugs and is like, I'm not convinced this about this guy. Like, yeah, he's a grump. Like, yeah, he's like, Ugh. and he's right. Yeah, he's like doing, like, Clint Eastwood, it feels like. Yeah, he. that's his thing. Is he, he, yeah, he, like, just makes a noise. Yeah, he goes, like, yeah. over and over. Not like Tim Allen, but. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't do the, the he doesn't do the Tim Toolman Taylor, your favorite comedian. Uh, he's he, the best. I mean, he, he's my favorite comedian slash cocaine trafficker. <laughs> Can't even have time for that. Um, so Brooke and Jethan go into town to shop. Um, he's explaining to her what a method actor is and how he's a method actor and why he needs to do all this stuff. He mm-hmm. wants to go to the hardware store to visit Uncle Hank, who owns the store. I assume that's her dad's brother. Oh, that's right. He is because he says later they used to own the company together, and then he right. went to the he, store, it, and exactly. then the dad kept the company. Right. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, I don't know if you're getting there, but the next scene, I believe, is he gets the Christmas tree, correct? Yeah, so she leaves Ethan at the store, which is also weird. Which is insane. To do what? To help? Or just hang around? She wants to get to know, I know the but, uncle. But So she comes in from out of town, hasn't seen her uncle probably, what, since the summer maybe? Sure. At the earliest? Yeah. Since before the relationship. Comes in, says hello, drops off her and, boyfriend. And the um, uncle, her uncle, the, the, <laughs> the uncle immediately thinks Joel's an asshole. Because he is. Right. He he smells his shit from a mile away. He does. They all do. Uh, they all do, except they all do. He's not, he is not remotely John Cryer in hiding out. He is not no. pulling off a Maxwell Hauser. He's, no. he's failing. He, he's awful. 
He's awful. But why leave him? So after the... Do you the, know what I mean? Like, I know. You can't tell the uncle he's researching what a role. What, do you want to keep your eye on him the whole time? Yes. Under wraps. He obviously... Christmas <laughs> under... Hanukkah under wraps. He obviously can't handle this situation as it is. No, he, he's making a fool of her, loose himself cannon, and her. Bad improviser. Not convinced. He's a bad actor. So he goes to get a tree, right? Now, he's been in their house, right? Correct. He knows how high the ceilings are. He asked the guy for the biggest tree they have. Okay, so... You have to be a fucking idiot. He gets like a like a 10-foot tree or whatever. The ceilings are nine feet high. That's a joke, right? So what didn't bother me as much was when he comes back with the tree, so he comes back home, and he's like, oh, I got oh, a I tree. Oh, I know it's going to bother you. And, and Brooke is like, oh, okay. They're like, we usually do that together. And he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. So the dad, you know, the family's just like, all right, well, he yeah, got Yeah, they rolled with it. He seemed to be now, trying. Now, how do you bring a tree into a house? You go base first. Yeah. Or also the needles fall off. They yeah. go against the grain. And I know. It's I They're I, trying to take the top of the tree first. Yeah. And also, did you know that you can also trim a tree to make it fit in a room? <laughs> like you could just you could just I cut. mean they're obviously going for a Christmas vacation. I know. But like <sighs> like But wouldn't the dad just go like this fucking idiot? He goes up there with a ladder and he does it, it's done. Like Well, he goes to Glenn, he's like, Glenn, we have some work to do. I but know. then they don't do they it. They don't, I know, that's what I'm saying. That drove me nuts. I agree with you. I hate it's those things you don't need. Make the movie just funny. Just have have Ethan Ethan trying to try to get the tree in the other way, and then Dad's like Ethan. Yeah, and he tells him turn what to, it exactly. around, and then Ethan's just like, oh, oh yeah. right. He's, uh, we, oh, we always used to do this is, when I was a kid. Jewish. Yeah, right, right. But like, th- this is what this is the most frustrating thing about these movies is instead of writing a funny movie, they just rely on these gags that aren't funny. Right. And, exactly. it, and you don't have to, because the idea is funny. Like the setup, you have tons of things you can do. Right. You know what we haven't talked about in this yet? Judaism. Yeah. I, I was, I was, I, I was on this page or next page. I have like, that's exactly what I was like. <laughs> like, where is, where is anything? Where about is Attica? the Judaism? <laughs> Show me the Jews. Yeah. It's very, all right. Oh, so this is where it is. Uh oh no sorry about the top of the page fuck there's a lot of notes uh, <laughs> uh all right so yeah we're about twenty minutes in I know like we it's just because it's yeah uh, whatever I should probably start skipping but all right so they bring the yeah the stupid the the little niece is an idiot and she likes the tree oh yeah she likes him though um this is when he finally confesses to Brooke that he's Jewish but we didn't know this the whole time right she just thinks that he's coming down there. To impersonate her boyfriend, she doesn't realize because to, to him it doesn't matter that he doesn't know any that he's Jewish and doesn't right. know anything about Christmas. Despite the fact that in the car they say he's Mister Christmas, right? And you need to be Mister Christmas. He didn't think to go like, well, maybe tell me about this Christmas, or like, what does your family do, or tell me what a Christmas carol is that you've sung, right? Because if you're going to make him that dumb, like the, or that naive, then you have to have him do the other stuff, right? If he's right. a method actor, he goes, all right, I got to like, what would an elf do? Like, do some, sh- right. you know what I mean? Like, he do doesn't some- do anything, right? He's not a method actor. No, he's not. He's yeah. terrible. His method is to not do it. <laughs> it's fucking infuriating. His method is to get everything wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His method is to half He's good at that. Oh, God. I can't tell if he's a great actor because he's so bad. Do you know what I mean? Like, the actual guy is good at this? Right. The guy might, the guy might be a good actor. <laughs> yeah, it's, but Joel he's stinks. making me bad. <laughs> I can tell you that. And not only does she have to deal with this, Brooke, she has to make all the costumes for that fucking stupid play. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Hold on. We're almost there. Um. Yeah. So we find out he's Jewish. Cut to the mom's serving the Jew some ham. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I guess I'll try it." Yeah. He's like, "I've never had ham." <laughs> it's like, uh, I guess that was funny. I don't know. 
see, they lost all the goodwill. Like, I'd be willing to laugh at that, but I know. by the time it happens, I'm like, who gives a shit? Ugh. Um, all right, so Brooks' friend Roger from high school is now the theater the playwright director? or whatever. He but, wrote the play. All right, he wrote a play, a Christmas play, I guess. Yeah. So it's not really clear. Yeah, to the local, local town. It's like theater. a playhouse, right? He said he worked six months on it. <laughs> I mean, he was breaking new ground for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, he's like Tom Stoppard. <laughs> um, it, yeah, when I saw that play, too, I thought he, a grown man, wrote this. <laughs> You can tell he never left Whispering Pines. Um, so his wife is sick and can't do the costumes. So okay. she's, she's the person doing the costumes. Brooke really doesn't want to do it, but she says yes. This, of course, is going to lead her on her journey to recognizing what she wants to do with her life, right. which is also a fascinating compromise that we'll get to. Um, Ethan, Ethan finally leans into Christmas and says, I want to make a gingerbread house, not right. realizing he's supposed to be an architect. Correct. I just wrote, what a fool. Yeah, he's adult. He, he, makes, he makes this ridiculous looking gingerbread house they and and they're just like oh like how do they not know like they know he's lying it they should have got to that reveal quicker like 10 or 15 minutes earlier in the movie and then right the up. movie's only an hour and 25 minutes right because they don't because they, they start to fall in love like we're barely i know even flirting right no they start to re- it's I, right I have here, it here it's right start. here yeah. where they start to flirt but like it it, it never it, the only time so we have the very beginning when they meet there's attraction Little bit at the party, but not really. No. And then they're in the car and they're in and they're in the house together. Never like really bonding. Uh, off topic. The dad's watching uh football at one oh, scene. God. The quickest commercial ever. Yeah. It's like, it's like eight seconds. Eight, and then they're back to the game. Yeah, because he has to distract them. Right. It was a it was a Rutgers game. Was it? Yeah. I noticed. Because <laughs> they're in Philly. I guess they were trying to like I guess. I guess it should have really been Penn State, but they probably couldn't afford it. Right. Um so, so finally, after all the architecture nonsense with the gingerbread house, everyone's like, what a fucking idiot. Um, they start to flirt and get to know each other a little bit, like learning a little bit about like who they actually are. Um, but it's still not great, right? No, just, it's and terrible. That, this is why I wrote, are we sure Ethan is not gay? Because he was just coming off with no chemistry with her, no, no interest in her. Like, no, not, even not like, at all. Because no. like, look, like you said, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's just a mere prop. Right. Yeah. Like, I, you is know, he like, that self-centered? Is that what they're trying to say? Um, because I thought like okay, yeah, I think so. You're a straight guy. You go to this thing. You're yeah. now inculcated into this thing. You're like, all right, let's see what happens. Like you know, sure. we're spending all this time together. We got this car ride. Yeah, we, we're on a team. Oh, now. he's not interested in her at all. That's what I mean. Like he's not even interested at the level of like I'm a I'm an actor and I want to fuck. Like you know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm pretty. Not even that. Yeah. Let alone being yeah. interested in her. It's so strange. He says this is his most fun role ever, from Shakespeare to commercials. Um, and I said, not sure how that is because he is bad at this and keeps fucking up. <laughs> uh, the dad is a contractor, so I'm sure he already hates architects. <laughs> right? Yeah. True. I was, yeah. God. So they get ready to decorate the tree. Uh, they sh- they do do have a funny shot of the gingerbread house listing. It's just like falling over. Well, slowly. he he decorates the tree first. Yeah. Well, by yeah. himself. Yeah. They get ready to, and they walk into the room, and then he's already doing. He's it. done. Yeah. I wrote, he got a head start decorating a tree, and everyone is mad because he is a dumb dickhead. Yeah, it's true. And then I said, Glenn is very happy to have the schmuck around. <laughs> he really is. He, he is. loves he's like, This is there. like the fucking greatest. This is like, he's just slam dunking on this guy constantly. <laughs> it's so good. Ah, uh, yeah. So he eats the uh, Christmas tree popcorn they were going to use to make like, the sure, garland yeah. stuff. Um, and Ethan finally, Ethan finally says, look. Why don't I just admit that I'm Jewish? Like, this is yeah. not working. I couldn't believe that, actually. That seemed 
He seems so delusional that like you think she would have said that. Yeah, I think she is more to lose though. Like he's just like yeah, we admit it, we move on, we we try to come up with something. How many times do you think they sing Christmas carols? Like five. Five times. Yeah. And it starts now. So we're like 40 <laughs> minutes in. So the last 50 minutes of this movie, five five Christmas carol breaks. This is where he doesn't know Deck the Halls, if I remember correctly. <sighs> yeah. So the dad says his favorite tradition is singing with his girls. Not Glenn, obviously. Yeah. And then he just starts singing. It's like it's like afternoon delay in anchor. They just, <laughs> they just break in the song. And it's so bizarre. Um, and he doesn't know the song. He comes out as Jewish, but loves X-Mass anyway. X-Mass. Yeah, that's what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and I said that seems to fix things and they realize he is a putz for a real reason. Right. And now they... All right. So now there's the 180 yes. that they totally embrace him, totally embrace not, Judaism. Not just him, but Hanukkah. Like the Hanukkah. mom goes Hanukkah they, wild. They, <laughs> <laughs> she puts yarmulkes in everybody's stocking. Yeah, it's just like, it's crazy. She's, she she gets circumcised a, Santa's penis. She, she gets him a menorah. They get dreidels. Yeah. They, they learn Hanukkah songs. They go the whole way. Yeah. The oil. The little kid, uh, the niece lights the candles. Yeah. <sighs> it's wild. They take over banking and entertainment. <laughs> no, it's just like, I loved it in a way because it was like, all right, I didn't see that coming. Like, I thought we'd get more of the skepticism. I just think they love they love holidays so yeah. much they don't care what they are. See, this is where the movie is good. It's consistent in that stuff. It just didn't know how to actually hire people to like, because the mom and dad are both really good. I thought. Oh, act, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They're interesting and like. They play those roles really, really I well. I agree. I agree. You believe that she's like loving and kind of like supportive yeah, yeah, yeah. and also excited about the holidays. Right. And she also is, when she finds out it's kind of a lie, she goes, she's still supportive. She's yeah, kind of she's like, fine with Yeah, that. like, okay, but I we like she him. gets it. She's right, like, I exactly. like Jason, so it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Um, and it seems like the dad maybe is a little more reluctant. And he seems a little annoyed at her. I put, the, I put your, even the dad thinks this is the ridiculous premise. <laughs> yeah, he's looking around like, uh, yeah. And why do they? All right, I have a I have a logistics question. Okay, why do they continuously have the fire burning outside? I think to remind you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's the fire. Maybe it's they're the constantly roasting. Maybe they were already celebrating Hanukkah, but in with the front wood? yard. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It, it's going the whole time. Like, <laughs> it's no constantly. It's like an eternal flame. <laughs> oh, the bangles look next door. Yeah. Um. So they go to the house to visit the the house under construction because yeah. he comes out as Jewish, but not as but, not an architect. Yeah, but he still says why he's the, an architect. Just put the thing on the table. Shake up the extra sketch. Yeah, he's like I'm an actor. This is a, pr- a role for me. I'm preparing. Well, for. you can't say that. Because, why? No, because once you say the actor thing, then they're mad at you for using her. Yeah, but he could still be her boyfriend. <sighs> he just has to say, "I'm not an architect. I'm an actor." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I thought he you were saying to, like he, he had to, like, have to t- reveal give away that he's the whole there. premise. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, I got you. Sorry. No, he could yeah, tell right. he's an actor. Yeah, he could say I'm researching a role as architect. I thought maybe I could Which do it. Which would mean like, oh, it makes sense now. He's on a commercial. Yes, yes. But no, they don't do that. And so they go to the house, and he is. I, I had to look away. It was just so. Oh, it's a, yeah. He doesn't know anything. It's absurd. He doesn't know what a kitchen is. <laughs> right. He's just like an art island or a window or a portico. Like he's nothing. Yeah. He knows nothing. Load bearing wall. Nothing. <sighs> And again, we live in 2019, right? Yeah. Every show, HGTV. every show is a real estate show. I don't care if you live in fucking the biggest city in the world and never seen a house. You know how houses work. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> fucking Vin Diesel from Love Realistic comes in. <laughs> God, I love that guy. 
<laughs> I can't remember his name, but I love him. Uh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Walter's honing in now. He's just like asking questions. Yeah. Like, well, don't you know that's a load bearing wall? Why don't you know that? Yeah, this is all before. Now, this is, is this before he comes out as Jewish? After. Oh, it is? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Right. But I think this is the whole thing. Everybody relaxes, but Walter doesn't. Yeah. He knows the con is yeah. still happening. He's taking missiles. But he is. He, he's just like, you know, and then the sister goes, oh, you're just making him nervous. He's like, no, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he doesn't know the basics of architecture. Exactly. And so while he's doing that, Brooke gets the uh, quiet minute to sketch her costumes and designs for the big play. Yeah. Great. Uh, cool. We get skipped that part. We get a phone call. Ethan's down to the last five for the role. <laughs> Final five. Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. There you go. <laughs> I wish he was. He, he acts like a Cylon. Um, <laughs> Ethan finally seems to be sexually interested in Brooke. <laughs> takes an hour of the movie for one of the most beautiful women but he does, he shoots his shot right away though yeah i mean look he does make a move finally but it's just like fuck and he starts to take a little bit of an interest in her life she talks about being a designer talks about wanting to be an actor blah 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 who cares um he starts to eat carbs and i thought there was no way that would happen true um oh this is where they're watching the Rutgers game then the dad says an insane thing do you remember this no every season every sport i always root for the home team yeah that's does, insane. Does he mean in Philly or just whatever? Oh, uh, whatever out? game. Yeah. Oh, I thought he meant like where he lives. Okay, because I was like, that's... not like if he's watching a Dallas Philly game in yeah. Dallas, he roots for the Cowboys. Right. I don't think, that's but that's true. what it felt like. He, oh, I hope. It, I mean, I hope that's right. It just felt like he'd never seen sports again. Like just totally tone deaf. I, for a dad who's supposed to be like a contractor dad who probably is right like, blue collar guy. Yeah, like he's a bird. He clearly would be insane for Philadelphia. Like, yeah, yeah. he would have a gritty costume. <laughs> Yeah, not enough gritty in this movie. Um, so finally, so we have another miss with the commercial, blah, blah, blah. Um, so now he's working with the, the niece on her acting yeah. and doing acting exercises. And Walt walks in and is very skeptical. One, because a stranger with this little girl right. in the room showing her how she's learning how to pretend. <laughs> and two, he knows an awful lot about acting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brooke goes into town, decides to go into the bridal shop, um, and her sister and brother-in-law see her go in, and they start to think, oh, the, the, right. the big one's coming. And then they see Ethan come out of a jewelry store. Yes, exactly. She's been there getting costumes. They see Ethan come out of the jewelry shop. They tell the parents. Everyone jumps to a conclusion. Um, Walt says there's still something not right. <laughs> yeah, he's right. <laughs> I know. I love it. Uh, and then the mom gets mad at him and says, doesn't want to let her go because he's like, you know, a protective dad, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, Ethan surprises broke with Goldie lawn decorations. They have a moment where they're finally, they're frolicking a little bit. There's some physical touching. <laughs> it's not particularly sexy or sexual. No, no. Like, even when they don't even really kiss in that scene, do they? Like, they lay in a No, ch- they're just like laying there in the snow. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Because, you know, snow is disgusting when you're laying in it. Yeah. She's, like, got her hair in it. Like, what? It's gross. <laughs> uh, they come into the house to see the family ready to confront them about the engagement. Mm. Brooke starts apologizing, not realizing they're there to confront her about the engagement, not about right. the architect stuff. Right. Uh, everybody's excited for Walt. Glad is excited about the bachelor party, of course. Um, the whole town is buzzing of Whispering Pines. <laughs> Is this when Ethan shows up? Hold the real on. Ethan? We're almost there. Jethan now realizes he likes her, her family, and the town. He's falling in love with Whispering Pines. Right. 
Again, he's never been anywhere. Like, no. I feel like they could have taken him anywhere. Yeah. They could have been in downtown Edmonton in the middle of winter. <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, God, I can't wait to go to the fucking West Alberta Mall or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oil like, Let's go to the rodeo. Right. The Why fuck? is that big there? I don't know. It's a, it's a Western town. It's oil and fucking horses. Eh, true. Yeah, it's what I learned from the game Stampede. On the, Atari? Yeah. <laughs> no, for, for fucking PlayStation 4. Uh, Cheryl takes a picture of Jethan and oh, Brooke right, and posts right. it to social media. She yeah. tags the Ethan. other Ethan because yeah, she told him real his Ethan. name. Yes. So real Ethan, not Jethan. And now he is suddenly alerted to an engagement he is not involved in and with a person he, he doesn't recognize. But uh, Dr. Mudd, did he call her? He does. No, no, he doesn't. He tries to call her. Oh, but but after that, does he like text her? No, he does try to call her, though. Okay. To, to his credit. But he, what would be your next logical step? I mean, probably <laughs> I drive immediately there. <laughs> like a two-hour drive? And I just walk in on, like, Christmas Eve. Right. I leave my own family. Yes. And apparently I'm... I got to get to the bottom of this. And by the way, I'm Mr. Christmas. <laughs> right. Uh, and, he, and I think he... I guess it was good because he, he confronts them... He's mad, but he doesn't want her back. I thought that was interesting. He didn't come back to say, like, No, he didn't. No, he just wanted to get to the bottom. Right. Of he it. wasn't just like Columbo. <laughs> yes, he's exactly like Columbo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Um, all right. So, well, okay, so this is what I wrote. You can tell me if you, if you, mm-hmm. if you take this characterization. Okay. So he shows up. Now they're, everyone's confused. They seem to think they know something's up, but they don't know what. She goes to lunch with Ethan. Somehow that's okay now. So the real Ethan, she right. had to go to lunch to talk things over. She apologized, explained what happened, um, how she's tired of coming home for the holidays, basically what she already yeah. knew from their breakup date. Right. So he was like, uh, okay. And then he kind of gets a little interested and jealous. He's like, well, what's going on with you and this other guy? Yeah. Like, do you actually like him? But I think it's like one of those things where it's like he just, he didn't want her back, but he also kind of didn't want her to be with that guy. Yeah, that's what, that's what I got out of it. Yeah. Which is douchey. Yes. And so at the same time, so they end the conversation. They say some nice things, big hug, and and uh, Jethan walks in and sees them hugging. Right. So he, he thinks jealous. they're back together. Yeah. He thinks e- real Ethan and Brooke are back together. Yes. So fake Ethan gets a call about the job. It's um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I wrote F-E-I. I, I, I went back and forth. <laughs> yes. Jethan. Um, he cuts it off and Glenn walks in, but Glenn overhears it. And realizes that he's not, he's fugazi. Yeah, yeah. He's not an architect. He's an actor, and it's all starting to make sense now. Right. He, and he tells Walt. <clears throat> we can start wrapping this up. I think yeah, it's. it's there's, I mean, you have a lot of notes left, but I don't think there's <laughs> much right. left from so, what I remember, anyway. Um. Yeah, because we have to. So we have a couple things. Um. Yeah, they begin horsing around and playing in the snow. That's later. Oh, okay. And they say, it's I'm getting fun. confused. It's, I did too. It's fun being you and me. Mm. They've caught the feelings. Now they celebrate the first night of Hanukkah. Oh, right. Yeah. And I wrote, we're getting close to the bone zone. There is a dreidel. Yes. Dreidel song. Finally. Yes. That's it. <laughs> you know. So so Roger, so Roger, who's, who wrote the play, is starring yeah. and also starring yeah. in it. Yeah, he gets laryngitis. It's laryngitis and can't play his role. It's the worst laryngitis ever. He just can't. He just cannot. Just can't. And so they replace, I would say, a 300-pound Asian man with a skinny white guy. Uh, it's fascinating. For the 20th time, they almost make out. 
only two days to Christmas. So we're not I know, even there. Been there three days. Oh, it's so crazy. Finally, they're under the mistletoe. The mom is fucking setting it up. Yeah, she fucking does it. And they get that's a real kiss. I yeah. will say, like, yeah, they, they, that, they went for it. That was not like a screen kiss. Um, although her eyes were darting back and forth, which was funny. Um, <laughs> you noticed that. So then we find out the mom has contacted Ethan's parents. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I started to, to invite out. them to come down, and they knew nothing about the engagement. Of course. And the, and the sister's like, "How'd you find them?" She's like, "Well, there's not that many Reinhardts in New Haven." I'm like, "There aren't." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure they're commuting into the city. Yeah, I was like, "There's got to be more than two. Yeah, very strange. <sighs> yes, yeah, so let's skip ahead. Skip ahead. They must show the fire again because I'm like the fire again. Why do they continuously have this fire? You know what going? it is? They cut to it when they go to the house. It's like the establishing shot, so I we know guess, we're back. No, oh, no, you're right. It's, but they're out there roasting marshmallows too a lot. I know it's stupid. I, I totally agree. They keep it's like doing that it. mom with the BJ's. You got to run on marshmallows. <laughs> they got to get rid of them, clear up some space. No, no, you know a mom would save them forever. Um, <laughs> so Glenn has figured out who he is. He googles them, has the photo, shows the mom. Right now, they all think Jethan is gaslighting Brooke. That right. she doesn't know that he's yes. not who he says he is. That's right. The mom is very disappointed. Um, In both of them, she says. Yes, yes, yes. And then he eventually asks, do you actually like her? And he has to say he cares for her with all her heart. His heart. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I probably was fucking getting delirious at the, by the end of this. Uh, Walt gives him a hard time with the shaving cream commercial. Mom and Brooke have to sort out her feelings. It's just not a feel. They finally go to see the gift of Christmas, which is what right. the play the guy wrote. Yeah. Odd. Because you know what we need? Another Christmas story. Yeah. I'm glad this guy put his two cents in. <laughs> Where the dad is coming back from war? Or is he a salesman? I couldn't really tell. I think he had a uniform on. <laughs> he did. He was a soldier, I think. And the play is so bad. Tess is so bad. And she has like one line and they practice for days. Yeah. Like she's she's doing actual method acting. Yeah. Like. <laughs> She went. She wanted to Vietnam. Got in the grunts with the <laughs> shit. She's just like, yeah. So I wrote this is porno level acting. It was just so wooden and so bad. Um, standing out. Oh, of course. I mean, people erupted out of their seats. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, they have a real actor there. And, and Jason, yeah, of course. Jason shouts out her costumes, and then she gets introduced to Roger's friend from Summerstock, who you know puts on plays. Sure. So now she has an in to doing costumes, right? Because she doesn't what want she to be always designer, wanted to do. Apparently, Ugh. sounds uh, exhausting. And then Nina's there for some reason. Yeah, her boss. So Nina is in Bucks County. Completely unexplained. Yeah, <laughs> there's no scene where they call her to be like, "You got to see these costumes," or like, "We have a hot new playwright." You why, might. Why is she there? I don't know. I just wrote. Also, Nina's there for some reason. <laughs> she likes the costumes and invites her to be part of the senior design team. Yeah, just like that. The costumes for a Christmas play that, that are threw together that are at best conservative. <laughs> they are not cutting edge. They're not like they're well done. But like, what was what's the difference? What's those the difference? costumes yeah. in her lookbook from an hour ago? Nothing. She they, they're like in the in real life. I guess she had to see how they play. Like yeah, like you got me. Does Nina have a hard on for Christmas? Because she seems like a cold I don't bitch. Know why she was there? I there's no scene that I can recall where they call I don't her either. or request her presence or tell what her. What scares to come. me more is I didn't second guess that she was there. <laughs> right? This is how they get you. They get you the logic. Uh, this is why the cyber bullies are here. Uh, she declines that she wants to be a costume designer. Um, <sighs> so she, she declines the high paying corporate job. Yeah, for, the thing she's been working for for years for this. 
to to take not a job and right. to go start completely fresh at a new thing. Right. And she's thirty. And all of her experience is one play at Christmas. <laughs> that she didn't get paid for. Correct. <laughs> Making clothes for one one child, one woman, and one <laughs> one army uniform. That she Yeah. Mm. Mm. So Jason is now like says acting is for the stage, not real life. I'm like, okay. Um Somehow they now go over all of this again with Tessa. <laughs> and I'm like, did she need this explained to her? It's so strange. Like, they sit her down or like, we got to tell you something. And they go all the way. And it's so bizarre. And then Tessa asks, is he really your boyfriend? Right. And Good question. Says, and she says, yes. Walt and Glenn approve as yep. if anyone gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I said the dad approves of them d- dating. Great. Thanks, dad. <laughs> exactly. And Glenn, too. He's like, yeah. Thumbs up, buddy. What uh, he, what does he give her for Hanukkah? Do you remember? I have it. Do I have it? He gives her a menorah locket. Oh. So she'll always remember. Remember Hanukkah? Yes. Never forget eight, Hanukkah. Eight crazy nights. <laughs> I mean, look, she lives in New York City. She's not going to forget Hanukkah. <laughs> I don't understand any of this. What? Yeah. <laughs> How did I miss that? Ugh. So Fink Ethan or Jethan does not get the role that he was down to the final five. Right. Who knows who got it? They don't say. I wish they had given it a name. That would have been funny. <laughs> um, now he wants to move to Whispering Pines and commute to New York City. This is what he says. I want to it's move two, here. It's only two hours. Yeah. Each way. With no traffic. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just letting you know. To, to work, to be an actor, a working actor. But he wants to live there. We have to be at like auditions all over the city. All and, the time. And then if you are in At the drop of a hat. And then if you are you know, like a play. You know, seven days a week, nine shows, yep. eight shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks says it's time to start following her heart. This is why I wrote this movie, Refuses to End. Um, we finally get Glenn, gets his moment. He gets to carve the turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, realizes he doesn't know how to do it. And Walt tells him to call him dad, so we see him softening. Um, what did Brooke get for Christmas, Ken? Brooke got the menorah. Lock it. No, the cheese. She says she got everything she needs. Oh, yeah, including a menorah pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, Jethan gives her a tree and menorah necklace. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> they smooch in yep, the movie That's ends. it. There you go. So do they move to Whispering Pines? I would assume so. Maybe there's a part two next year. Or Christmas he, date two. Or does he get into like regional theater? Like he's like a like he does like dinner theater. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they live there. But they could still he still does it in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> he works Uber in New York City, and then he comes home at night. Oh God! Uh, all right, Ken. On a scale of one to five gingerbread houses, <laughs> what um, do you give this movie? I mean, it's silly. <laughs> That's one word. It's not silly enough for. It's my not about Hanukkah, which I was really hoping it would be like a family-based Hanukkah movie. I was hoping we get the exact same treatment we get of Christmas for Hanukkah. Exactly. That's what I was looking forward. I to. wanted Hanukkah Town, like they come home and like, the whole town is like set up for Hanukkah. Right, and his family's is like you know traditional Jewish family, yes, hardcore. The guilt, the the whole thing, right? Just like Catholics, the gefilte fish, yeah, the the whole thing. Yeah, I want to keep in kosher. I want a lot of like. I fuck wanted ups. the food. I wanted. Yes, it would have been better if the 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 shiksa goes to his family's yes. house. That way, everybody that watches these holiday movies from Hallmark learns about Hanukkah for real. Right, because we only get a little instead bit of, of the it. Jewish guy learning about Christmas, where we know everything about Christmas. Right, you can't avoid Christmas. You can't. Who doesn't know about it? There's nobody. Joel. It's insane that that Jethan doesn't know. I'm sorry. So I give this one I'll give it I'll give it a two and a half. It's right down the middle. Wow. I don't mm. think it I, I think I could watch it again if I had to. 
I like the dad. Uh, I liked Glenn for a movie that's only an hour and twenty minutes. It dragged. It, it's crazy it was boring. It's how boring. Little happens, and they redo the same scenes over and over. He learns right. a new thing about Christmas. He yeah. makes a fool of himself. Like they said, apologize. They, you're right. They literally sing carols five times. They do. They do the same thing over and over. I like the fake football on the TV. Yeah, that's always the, funny. In the me. one minute commercial. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, like I said, there's. It could have been great if they yeah. did this reverse. A switcheroo, or they really do it. Like they get a they get a guy who can do the role, right? And they find two people who have any chemistry at all. Exactly. Like I get that they're trying to show them not having chemistry and going to chemistry. No, but like, I know. But there has to be a spark. Like, there has to be something. Yeah, they're building off nothing. There's no kindling. <laughs> I'm what do go, you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go two. All right. Yeah, it's about. I, I think wa- that's right. I, think I that's wanted fine. it to be. It could have been the complete opposite and been a five. Yes, and I think maybe because I was taking the notes, I had less to say that's funny about the movie. Like I, you know, what I mean, I didn't notice yeah. as many things that I maybe otherwise would have made it fun for me. Exactly. But no, I know. Even so, yeah. it's still not that. No, fun. this this would have not been that a, fun. Yeah. I so we have one one more segment before we get to our games. Okay. Um, we received another email. Oh, as you know, I think. Oh, I did. I didn't read me. it, but I yeah. forwarded it to you. So it comes from super fan Angela. I'm going to play her. I gave her a theme. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Sadly, I know exactly what you're going for. <sighs> so we're gonna hear from the boss. Angela's gonna tell us what's up. All right. She, does she give a, give any of these movies the what for? Well, she's gonna tell us about this movie in particular. Okay. Subject line: Oyve. Oh boy. <laughs> I like it so far. I don't. I don't know whether she practices that religion or any religion. So. Um. Usually I only feel the need to send texts of disbelief to one friend or family member when watching Hallmark Christmas movies. Holiday date sparks so many thoughts. <laughs> I had spread the insanity around so neither my mom or friend would block my number. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to afflict you with some of these thoughts. So a lot of these are things I think we cover, but I think it, 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 re- it reinforces the things we have said. Okay. I'm not sure that fake Ethan, Jewish Ethan, Joel, whatever you want to call him. Well, we figured that one out. Um, even knows what an architect does. See? No. Right. Like, right. Babe in the woods. Like, T-square. He's like when Arnold Schwarzenegger wakes up as the Terminator. Like, he's just to learn everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he's heard the word and assumes that maybe it has something to do with buildings. But see, otherwise, she, see, it's completely Real clueless. Ethan wasn't an architect then. Yeah. Because she certainly watches yeah. these movies more intently than we do. <laughs> yeah, or she picks up on things we miss for sure, Because obviously. Um, and while I'm on the topic of fake Ethan's cluelessness, he's just an all-around idiot. Why would anyone ever fall in love with him is beyond my cop. Exactly. There's he nothing, has no charisma. And he doesn't change. Like, he, there's no thing that happens. Because right. sometimes the guys are douchebags and they yeah. learn a lesson. It, correct. But he just, like, embraces Christmas. But it could have been anything. Like, I feel like if you took him to, like, um, a Nazi rally, he'd be like, this is fucking great. Like, there's torches and we have songs. He would love it. <laughs> Tiki torches. Yeah. Like, he would just be like, this is fucking great. Everyone's so happy. They're together. We're we're singing. Like he wouldn't care what it was. He's just a fucking moron. Yeah, I don't like him. Ugh. It's like you're trying to convince me. And now she answers a question we had. Um, and both the character and the actual person are bad actors. So I I'm still curious. Is he so good at acting the guy that we hate Jethan because he's so bad at acting and that's the character? I or think, I think is he give, just bad? I think he's just bad. Okay, I think uh, seems to be what Angela's saying. Um. <laughs> Fake Ethan's not allowed to share a room with the main girl. No clue what her name is. That's funny. Oh, Brooke? Yeah. Um, he's going to share a room with the brother-in-law. So the married daughter is also not allowed to share a room with her <laughs> husband. I hate these parents. Right? Yeah. It's like, why get married? Then go to, like, just go to get a hotel. Ugh. 
And so then the little girl has her own room too? Well, until she gets a boyfriend. Then he has to shack up with <laughs> Ethan and Joel. Glenn, yeah, right. They're fucking bunk beds. <laughs> uh, uh, in this movie, in any Hallmark Christmas movie, really, the adults drink hot chocolate like adults and the world will drink alcohol. Have a damn glass of wine. Yeah. That is true. There's they no never drink. alcohol. Never. And in I, Lifetime, they do probably. Yes. Oh, they do. They have a lot of wine in, in Lifetime. I feel like... I will say this. The dad seems like either a teetotaler or like a secret alcoholic. Like he drinks in his truck. Do you know what I mean? So maybe that's why there's no booze around the house. Mm, he does appear hungover all the time. Yeah, right. Like he's always grumpy. And he, he, he seems very strict too, though. So like, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I'm sure he and the wife have an interesting sex life. <laughs> um, I really enjoy when mom interrupts fake Ethan's Hanukkah explanation and provide her own explanation. That was funny that she'd done all this research. <laughs> um <laughs> They all seem completely clueless when he came out as Jewish, but now that now that mom somehow owns an Oyve apron, she knows everything about Judaism. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So all you got to do is put it on. Like, like I actually like that. I don't. I thought that was a funny way to do that. Like the mom is the mom. She's like, okay, we're doing this now. Yeah, I'm going to no, learn everything about it. Do a thousand percent. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm going to be totally tone deaf that this maybe is not appropriate to do. Right, but exactly. whatever. She's mad at. Oh, here we go. The main woman in this movie is so inconsequential. I don't even have any thoughts about her. Blonde, bland, and delusional. That this fake boyfriend plan is ever going to work out. I don't think either of them thought it would work. I think that's the other part. Is that they just? I think once she once she found out that um, I lost my train of thought. But like that he will. Oh, that he was Jewish. It's like she was like, what the fuck? Like, why did you say that in the (laughs) beginning? That is true. Like. When you're coming up, concocting a plan like this, you have to know everything. Get it on the table. Exactly. All right, what are we going to say if they ask us this? What are we going to say if they ask you us this? You have a two-hour car ride to get the shit together. Yeah, what are they talking about? You know the cops are coming to interview you. Get your story straight. You nail, just be like, all right, let's 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 have you nail one Christmas carol, and then I'll play that first. Exactly. And then the, you're in. And then if Like, you do you know any of them? He's like, all right, I know Silent Night. All right, fine. Great. Fucking kill it. Because yes. you can sing. You're an actor. Exactly. Like, he's a, right. you know, like a, a stage actor. Right. Uh, yeah, it's absurd. Right. So we heard from the boss. We always welcome her opinion. She watches these movies as intently as any of us. All right, Kenny, what do you got for me? All right. You, you ready? Have, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have the, the plane ready? Yeah. Come on. Two for five. It's a helicopter, by the way. Road up. Two for fives over here, baby. Road up. Two for fives. The niggas got garbage down the way. Road up. Cash you know everything around me. Cream get. Yeah. Check this old fly shit out. Word up. Cash Take rules everything around joint. me. Cream, get the here money. Here we go. Dollar, Check dollar this all right, so I have three categories for you. All right, see, if, see, this is really, I think, going to prove that you're really good at this. Because, like, when the guests come out and don't are, aren't good or good, you know what I mean? It's kind of fluky. I'm here every time, okay. so I should be good at this, and I'm probably not. All right, so in honor of this movie, we're going to do the first category is going to be uh, famous Jewish sports stars. I, I felt it. I, I was actually thinking before you came over today, I was like, oh. Like Sandy Koufax, I was like, "What the? He fuck? might be on here." Yeah, I I don't know why it just hit me out of nowhere. I think I just realized. All right, so we'll do these. So the first two categories, we'll just do one by one. All right, and then the last one, we'll do kind of a more of a game. Got it. Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots. Football's tough. Yeah, it is. Um, salary caps. Yeah, they can get cut. They have guaranteed money. They have some but, not, but their deals are. They make a big. lot of money in endorsements. They do a lot of local media, so like he could be mm-hmm. huge in Boston without you know he could be doing Dunkin' Donuts commercials we never see. 
uh, he, he did recently sign a big contract, but I, I don't, think so. But like, he also has concussion problems. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much that money, how much act- guarantee, how much he actually has made so far right. out of like a hundred million dollars is like right. 30, you right. know, is it five? Um, Julian Edelman, how long do you think he's been in the league? Eight or nine years? About that, I would say. He's probably gotten his second contract. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he definitely has. I'm going to go 12 million. Okay, 25. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's a good that's a good one to start on. That's a big number, I think. It is, uh yeah, I mean it's hard to tell football. Football is probably the hardest one to That's do. what I mean though, like yeah, cuz then like who what is like um I don't know who's the best receiver? Probably Hopkins, but I I have no idea how much money. He that's has. what I mean, like <laughs> I know. It, it, yeah. <laughs> is it cuz I think a lot of it is endorsements and other stuff right. Right? you can't that makes really sense. quantify. Unless they have a national one where you're like, oh, I know. You know exactly. Shaq does the general. Yeah, or you Peyton know. Manning. Yeah. Amari Stoudemire. Okay. He's converted. Yeah, I did know that, actually. Famous NBA star. Mm-hmm. Famously Mid broke his Mid-Audis. Yeah, played for the Suns, the Knicks. Yeah, yeah maybe his, his big run was with the Suns. Yeah. Also a salary cap league. Mm-hmm. But they get bigger guarantees. Yeah, and they also get almost everybody gets paid to wear something. So like you're yeah, you're making right. some endorsement money almost inevitably. Mm-hmm. Played for a decently long time. Yeah, for a big guy. Yeah. Boy, I feel like he's in that same like gray zone of like twelve to fifteen. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm gonna go less. I'm gonna go eight. He's worth seventy million. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think he got one of those max deals. Seventy. Seven zero. Amari Stoudemire. Amari Stoudemire. Okay. There's only one way to characterize this. Well, I would save it. Maybe. This is virtual insanity. 70 million? Would you have guessed that, to be honest? Or would you even gotten close? It's tough because I know it now, so I don't know. I would have think he probably got a big deal at one time. But, like, getting a big deal and having the money but are two different things. But that is a big deal. That's the big deal. He probably got a $100 million contract. He was really he was one of the top ten players probably one time. I just Sandy didn't, I didn't think he Koufax. I, I I'm stuck on a, a Mari Stoudemire. I'm sorry. It's just seventy's <laughs> a lot, and yeah. he hasn't played in a long time. It's probably been ten years, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, to still have seventy million dollars yeah. or, or or a net worth of seventy million. I mean, million? this uh, once again, yeah, this is numbers. not verified. Yeah, but even to be in the neighborhood of seventy is fucking nuts. Right. That to me is Jamiroquai. I'm sorry. I know he had a big contract, but right? That means that there are a hundred NBA stars who have a hundred million. You're probably right. Wow, I mean, good for them. It's just fucking there's nuts. Only, there's twelve guys on the team. I know, and the cap is whatever, hundred fifty million. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, that he still has it. I guess is maybe more surprising to me. Yeah, well, opinion. you never know. I mean, I yeah. think he's, I think he's smart. Like, yeah, I think yeah. He's a I, smart I'm not guy. saying he's stupid. I just yeah, yeah. like that. You stop but playing. I mean, that matters. Like, the more educated guys are more likely to hold on to their money. Not true. I just don't have kids. Or yeah, all right, all right. Sandy Koufax. San- Sandy Koufax. At time of death? Correct. Well, according... Dead? I don't think he's dead. No, he's still alive. He's like in his 90s, he was, though. He right? was at the World Series. Oh, you're ago. right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think maybe he has dementia now. That's why he doesn't go in public. Um, famous friend of Larry King. And famously retired after seven years or eight years in the majors. Well, yeah, he blew his arm. But out. I'm just saying, like, played in an era before free agency... Like he could have meat cutter money. He could be worth six hundred thousand dollars. Like, but he's also he grew up like the wool ponds too. So who knows? Right. This is impossible. I feel like it'd be like Wilt Chamberlain. I'd be like, I have no idea. He could be worth zero. 
He could be worth $400 million. I really don't, though. Ah, Sandy Koufax. All right. So we know he makes all his money. Or So, so two things we know about him, I think. One, mm-hmm. secondary market, right? Yeah. Yep. And he did it at a time where you could probably really rake, rake a lot of money in. Right. Where yep. there weren't Like fakes. in the 90s. You could verify it. Mm-hmm. He, you know, And he probably would go to stuff. Not everything, but he would go to some things at I the would big think events. Because so. yeah. some of them don't want to go, like Shatner, you know? Yeah, right. Um, and I think in all likelihood, because he knows all those famous people, he invested his money well. Like, you know, whatever money he had made yeah. money. Yeah. There's actually a really good biography about him um, that I read, but I, it's not helping me at all with this. I feel I feel you're stalling. I am stalling. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm thinking it through. I like the logic of it. That's some fun for me. I'm going to go. I can't believe I'm going to say this because it sounds insane either way. $65 million. $10 million. Right? I have no idea. None. Okay. He, Amari Stoudemire is worth seven <laughs> times Sandy Koufax. And yeah. I know he's old, so there is that. Well, that's the thing. He wasn't making the money then. But you had to figure, like, he bought a mutual fund in 1973. It's probably worth $400,000. <laughs> that's just one. You know what I mean? All right. Like, think about the market since then. If you just invested the money and left it there, how much money you would have? This is what my grandpa did. He just bought, like, mutual funds in 1953 and cashed them in at, like, 150 times what he bought sure, them. Sure, of like, course. I know, if, but, if you don't get rid of them, yeah. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Sandy Koufax had a lot of money probably at one point. He does have a lot of money. He has $10 million. He's pauper. Bobby Nystrom. Come on. You're an asshole. What? Bobby Nystrom. All right. All right. All right. I had to do one of the each sport. I know. I know. I can see where you're going. That's that's the toughest one, probably. I'll tell you right now, you're not going to get it. Because Here's the thing. So here's what my first thought was. He's probably the lowest. And then I thought, no, wait. He probably owns car dealerships and is fucking worth $150 million. <sighs> Because that's he's you know he's Mike Piazza right like he made right. a lot of money but also missed Long Island Mister Endorsements yeah it's just going to be insanity mm-hmm. Sansone Auto Mall <laughs> Maroon Pontiac Nystrom Kia <laughs> I'm going to go 85 you're close 108 million all right so all right I reasoned my way into it but it's still annoying wow. okay 108 yeah Bobby Nystrom Tanelli Tanystrom okay. Wow. Next, we're going to do Famous Architects. Wabba Wee Wee. I feel like this is more my wheelhouse maybe than fucking what we just did. Okay. So we're going to do four of them again. Frank Lloyd Wright died in 1959. Probably the most famous architect. So you have to wonder if... <laughs> now we're going to do $1959, and I have the conversion. So you want $19.59? Correct. And, and it at said, time of death. And it said at time of death on the thing? It says died in 1959, time of death, this is what he had. Okay. And So, I, so at 19, not today dollars. I have today dollars. Do we we can do to, either one. All right, I'm going to guess the today dollars. I think that's easier. Okay. Um, kind of staring at me maniacally, just like this. <laughs> uh, so you just, you saw you making fun of her. Um, yeah, one of the most, if not the most famous, yeah. you know, right up there. The hard thing with them is they get paid. So he owned some of the things he built, but Correct. he owned all of them. Right. And he got obviously, you know, paid to design and build things. Mm-hmm. Today, dollar, I'm going to go 25. Close, 18. All right. Very good. What was that, $59? Three. Yeah. Frank, I don't know if it's Jerry or Gary. Frank Geary. Geary? Okay. LA-based architect. Still he's, alive. He's 90. He's fucking rich. He's rich. I, I know that for a fact. 
yeah, he sort of famously designed a, a museum at Bilbao, Spain, amongst others. Famous postmodern architect. Mm-hmm. Yes, very modern. Um, yeah. I teach about him in class. I should maybe know more. Two ten. One hundred million. Wow. Nothing right. to sneeze at. Yeah, he's ninety. I guess he is old. All right, you're gonna have to help me with this one. All right. Uh, is a woman, uh, Za Hadid. Z H A H and then Hadid. Oh, wow. She she designed stadiums, airports. Okay. She died in 2016 at 66. Oh. American or not? Do we know? I don't think she's American. I think she was British, but I'm not positive. She mm. designed a lot of soccer stadiums. Oh. So we're in pounds or dollars? A lot of airports. Oh. A lot, a lot of airports in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say six. Oh, boy. Oh, Donnie. $215 million. Whoa. Learn a lot about architects. Norman, last one. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, actually, it's probably not fair. We don't know, right? These are hard to do. That's like windsurfers. Yeah. Uh, Norman Foster designs office buildings. He designed the Apple building. Mm. He's still alive. He's he's 84. $150 million. Architects make bank if they're famous. Now, finally, I like... Talk about Stark attacks, Ken. (laughs) Um, I like this one the best. So, actors turning 50 in 2020. Hmm. So, I'm going to give you... We're going to do six of them. We'll do them quick. 2020, so we're talking 1970. Correct. Okay. Just trying to think it through. All right. I'm clearly... I've not nailed one. Now, let's do these one by one. Oh, fuck. Okay. But keep... The humiliation can... Keep track. All right. I'm keeping track. Queen Latifah, Dana Owens. Newark, New Jersey. I bet she's got a nice, she makes a nice living. I bet she's like, my instinct was eight, but I'm going to go round up to 10. Okay, you're wrong. 60 million. 60 million? She's a producer. Music's hard, as we know. It's hard. And I know she acts and probably does other stuff. We'll get like, into actors. Actors are a little easier. But that's like a, she, she has no huge payday. Like, that's what's strange to me with that one. Yeah, but she, it's just longevity. Is she licensing? Producing. Does she have like clothes or something? I don't know that. I need to do that kind of research. No, Come I'm on. just saying, but th- that would make, th- I think that explains, not, not that I don't love Queen Latifah. And right. I'm glad she has it as opposed to many other people. Right. True. But that's wild. 60 million. That's a lot. I wouldn't have guessed 60 for her. Vince Vaughn. This is going to be a pretty <laughs> big number, but not, maybe not as big. Because this is the problem with like something like this. Movie star get a lot of big paydays and you can make some resids, but it's not like TV where you can just fucking no, like you Seinfeld. Gotta, you gotta, like he's printing money a hundred right. million dollars. If you got a if you're hot, you got to strike by the yes, iron. And he hot. did, and he, he definitely did. He did. did for sure. I'm gonna go ninety, fifty. Wow, you would think it'd be worth more because he did like that Wild West comedy tour. Yeah, he, I thought he was just like printing money. I think he print. He I think he partied a lot. What I was was thinking is like, oh, did he get divorced? Did he have kids? Did he waste it all? Mm-hmm. Again, was there a big payday? There had to be at least one big probably, payday. He probably like got a 20 like million. Wedding Crashers was probably big. Yeah, or maybe like the one right after that. Where they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, we're going to pay you and Owen Wilson to be in this fucking Google movie. <laughs> right. We're going to give you both $20 million and it's going to make eight. Right. Wow, 50. Yeah, 50. Oh, right. Kevin Smith. Clerk, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, Yeah, Dogma. but again, like. Comic books, comic book stores. Mm-hmm. He's very smart about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's got to be up there too, like 85? 25. What? 
I'm amazed Queen Latifah is worth more than Kevin Smith. And that's and again, not a judgment of that talent seems low. whatsoever. I know, I know. It seems low for him. Like of two New Jersey people. Yeah. I just find that surprising the way the world works. I mean, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Twenty five? Twenty five. Is he just wasting it? Is it because he makes those shitty movies and he wastes all his money on them? Like he just I guess self finances. Find, yeah, he probably does. I'm not even, I haven't been within like a hundred million of any of these people. <laughs> Fat Joe. I'm on tilt, cause like I, I, between Queen Latifah and Sandy Colfax and Mark Stoudemire, <laughs> I just feel like I don't want to understand anything about the world. Yeah, these are hard. I mean, you've developed a formula over time, which probably helps. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking hard enough. I think, but six point five. You're all right. Five. All right, you got one. <laughs> I felt I felt good about that. You one. got one. All right. Matt Damon. I stopped keeping track. I'm sorry. Okay, so we got 60, yeah. 50, 25, 5, and now Matt Damon. 25, 5. Okay. 110. 170. Now. Why does he have 170 and Vince Vaughn has 50? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon's bigger than Vince Vaughn. So but is, big, is he double he's bigger? More, he's made him more blockbusters. I and guess. he's produced. More. I'm sure he makes money off those. But. And um, all right. So are they are all those people combined? It should be three ten, okay. more or less than Mariah Carey. It's extremely close. Well, I wouldn't have done if it wasn't extremely close. I know, but like I'm just saying, like I know already that she's two fifty to three hundred is my confident guess. I would have said like I don't know if she has the branding. Mm-hmm. To get over four hundred, because I think that's or over three hundred or three fifty. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where it is. Like that's the Rihanna money. <laughs> You're right, but she's been around a long time. She was she married is. to an extremely rich guy before, she was. and also was extremely successful on her own. Correct. A Christmas song is like printing money. We I know, know that. I know. I think she's worth like two ninety five. You were you got three twenty. Yeah, so which worth is, more, but worth more, but right there, three twenty. Mariah Carey. It's I love it. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised over 300 to be honest. But I, I and she's been around 30 years. But that works both ways. Like you have a lot of investments, you have houses, you I upkeep, know. divorces. She but does, she's continuously. She had more than they can, and they got divorced. Like she probably continu- gave him. Oh money. yeah, she's probably should be up around half a half a bill. Unless unless they had a good prenup, which is possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a little surprising. But all right, all right, all right. We want all right. So oh, you're, you're the host. <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, we're going to play our last game. Okay. In honor of our 50th episode, we're going to name our bottom five movies oh, okay. we've watched. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay. Nice. It's an odd. Yeah. I just went to Spotify, so I don't know. It's like a weird cover. Yeah, it's odd. <laughs> we got the janky version of I Got Five on it. All right. Do we want to do? We don't want to do five to one. This is the bottom five worst version of I Got Five. On. <laughs> What's up? You want to do five to one? All right. All right. What do you got for number five? All right. Where did I write my list down? Oh, there we go. Okay. So you'd asked me this a couple days ago, and I thought about it, but I didn't write my list till today, and. I'm feeling torn. Okay. Because because a lot of the episodes for these were I thought oh, well, were good yeah, episodes. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to yeah. think about the movie right. in isolation. Um I wrote initials for this one, so I don't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the full list. Hold on. Um 
Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go first while I look for this one. So number five, Arson Mom. Oh, (laughs) shit. I didn't even put it on my list, but you're right. All right, hold on. Well, I didn't put it on my list, but you're you're not wrong. (laughs) What was your number? Did you find it? Uh, I wrote down FT. What is FT? FT. (laughs) That's not mine. I, I, I can't believe that my brain can't process I mean, this. I can look at the episode list. Oh, I know what it is. Family Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. That, yeah, was, that bad. was that was that was bad. It was brutal. I liked Arson Mom better. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I can I maybe did. It it was sillier. All right, wasn't your number four? Uh the Def Leopard story. Oh, that was brutal. I had Sinister Minister. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it. about it. That one stunk. That was in my. I would say that was in like the. It was six or seven okay. for me. It, of my original list that I wrote down, I think that was on there. Number three. Oh, God, you go first this time. Dashing through the snow. Number three, dashing through the snow. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Now we're honing in oh, on the God. real bad ones. All right, number two, you go. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, that was it, that was unwatchable. <laughs> I'm actually kind of, I thought it'd be your number one to be honest. No, I mean I think we're agreeing on number yeah, yeah. one, but uh, number two I put Wise Gal. Wise Gal. <laughs> wow, the top three, bottom three are the same. That's impressive because it has to be number one. Grumpy, Grumpy Cat. Cat, worst Christmas ever. Yeah, worst movie ever. I think it's kind of funny that two, two, three of mine are holiday ones. And yeah, maybe, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I know. Wow, your arson mom is close for me. Sinister Minister is definitely there. <laughs> Those are still more fun to me. Um, well, because the episodes were fun because they're so bad. Yeah, that's but true. But the movies themselves were uh, were borderline unwatchable. The only the only other one I wrote on my list I didn't put on the final five uh, was not like everyone else. Not because it was bad, but it was almost so boring to, to be. That one was bad. It was just like that. Might be worse than Arson Mom for me. Yeah, it's it's close. It's in the bottom. Because that was seven, the, the one with the reservation. Yeah, yeah, the, the pentacle. <laughs> that one was really boring. Yeah, it, it was tough. It was really tough. And it came after Baby Monitor Sound of Fear. And it came between, Sound of Fear. Wait, it came between Baby Monitor Colin Sound of Fear and the people across the lake. So Oof. it also just like. It, it, it was a time slot no, hit. There's nothing you could do about that. <laughs> oh, man. If you had to say, just off the top, I know we didn't we didn't decide to do this. But, the best one? Yeah. I think it would either be um, the one with McCraney and what's her name uh, with the the ghost with that was writing on the oh mirror, the haunting passion the haunting passion yeah or Annalise Film Bird Secrets or but those that movies but then there's like Love by the Tenth Date which I love well I was just gonna say so like I I I think we should have two rankings one best like. TV movie and then best Lifetime or Hallmark movie because we have a couple of TV because that's the Haunted yeah, Passion people across yeah, the lake right. are insane yeah and Montana Sky I guess that's uh, a that's, Lifetime yeah we both like that one too uh, that would probably the be top my five that's the one I, I feel like if I look at this list it's definitely it's only four or five I'd watch I could turn out tomorrow I think a, a, a true Lifetime movie that's the best one yes yeah the classic you know yeah, because like Hobo's Christmas or um Yeah, those are real movies. Yeah. But like another one was Husband. That was oh with Bone Bubbles? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that one was really I good. I mean ugh, There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. I'd I was, say we're like we're we're like fifty fifty on picking the movies, whether they're good or not. Yeah, like like movies I would watch again. Correct. 
I thought about putting Tempted in the bottom five. That was terrible. If you watch it again, it's atrocious. Why you watch it again? No, if you watch oh, okay. it again. Oh, okay. I thought you had. I was no. Like, that was close. That was close to being in my t- bottom. Yeah, I, that was also on my original list of seven or eight. Yeah, there's. A, I, I mean, I, reflections after fifty episodes. I yeah. feel like what I like about Lifetime movies we've been able to find in every movie or TV movies. Yeah, even even the worst ones, there have been moments where I've been like, this is exactly what I'm looking for yeah. and why I watched them by myself right. at age 12 right. for no reason. Yeah, I mean, there is definitely, they're definitely a formula, they're especially the Hallmark ones. Yeah, I mean, they're a genre, right? They have rules. And, uh, you know, I feel like, the yeah, the beginning ones we did, we, like, we knew which ones we wanted to do. Yeah, there were a couple of those. Now, like, finding like, them is harder. It's, yeah, the older one, they cycle out a lot, which has been difficult. And a lot, that's what we learned, too, is a lot of these are hard to find. Even this one. Yeah, I had to torrent it yeah, and give it to you. Yeah, I didn't even know where, I couldn't, I downloaded the homework app. Me and too, it was and, not, I, and it wasn't on get there. It, I know. And it was, it's brand new. Yeah, they cycled it right after January 1st, I think. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I think we, you know, I can't believe we did 50, 50 of these. Yeah, to it's. To be honest. It's a. Uh, I'm proud of us. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I mean, just given all the stuff you know, that's going like, on, and like you know, we had a lot of life events, and I'm yeah. going through more life events now, and like good life events, but and yeah, but it's and just, there was bad life events. But there's too. stuff going on, and it's just and it's just like I'm so busy now, but like try to find time to do it. And honestly, that like this is fine. It's like getting to myself up to watch the movies. Sometimes it is a little bit of a chore, yeah. and it's just like oh, I gotta watch. Like this one was fine, but like some of them, I just know I'm not gonna like. Yeah, and I gotta take the notes. We tried and whatever, harder. But. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hear that. It's there are definitely times where I'm like, okay, but then once I know, almost always I know it'll be fun talking about it. Oh, of course. And like, and I do. I want to say thanks to all the people who appeared. Yeah. Um, there's been a number. I guess we have probably five, six, seven guests. Yeah, you know, we're not actually. Yeah, probably more. Um. Which I really appreciate, and I think shows that somebody else thinks this is fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun. And the people who listen, like I, I, you know, it's a small, relatively small number of people for most podcasts. Right. But I feel like the people who listen really do listen. They really like it. Really, it really, like the 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 premise and enough enough to spend time with us. Which is, and as my uh, uh, as Tommy was always say, my future wife says. (laughs) uh, Yeah, we didn't. We haven't talked about that. There's nothing. It's the Ken and Kyle show. Yeah, and I think people can can adjust to us and like some better than others, but um, yeah. And I understand why someone wouldn't exactly. So like, it's, it's, it's been fun, and um, yeah, the guests have been fun. Some I love the guests that like uh, come with notes. Yeah, they come prepared. Come with prepared jokes. They lean in. I love it. Um, Games. You know, it's funny. It, it, so it, it's interesting. And again, thank you to Michael Maselli for the design of the logo. Oh, yeah, I know it sounds like we're about to commit ritual suicide. No, uh, it's Harikari. a fifty, and and you know, like, and, and I don't know if we we're gonna. Yeah, go for it. So I think we're gonna try something new. Um, we're still working on it, but it's uh, for people that uh, were born <laughs> between 1970 and 80. Yeah, I would say I that's would about say right. I love it. Uh, I would call it the golden age of cable. Where you know, as people of our age know, there is only one HBO. There is very few cable channels at the time. And HBO would rerun movies just ad nauseum, and yeah, or K- you watched or even it. TBS or you there know. was one HBO yep. and it was on. You watched it, so yeah. If you had HBO, you f- you were just into it. You watched whatever was on. So me and Kyle are going to review movies uh, that were like those movies that you probably wouldn't ever watch, but it was on HBO, so you watched it a thousand times. Yeah. So it, it, there may be a blockbuster here or there, but or, most, or a popular yeah. movie, but mostly movies you forgot. But about. most of these movies now would never ever be released in the theater. 
Yeah, they would be direct to Netflix. Correct. Yeah, but they were the movies that were direct to video or in a theater for two weeks. Yeah. But they made money on HBO, they bought them, and right. they would run them into and the And I ground. feel that's how a lot of movies became like cult hits was because of this. Yeah. And now I don't think that happens It's anymore. like the Shawshank thing, but minor. Like movies like, you know, we, we, right. we have a list of 100, so. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and it made me really second guess like my gr- upbringing. <sighs> it, the fact that like we we were texting for weeks, it just oh like, yeah, just be like, what about this? this? Movie, what about that? This movie, yeah. And like all the people around our same age, like like Adrian did it. I, I asked uh, one of my bosses at work, and she was she loved the idea, and she's yeah. like, oh, you got to watch this movie and this movie and this movie. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot like, about those. Do I remember so, this? So we have uh, a bunch of good ideas for games and other things. It'll yeah. be similar to this, I think, in yeah. a way. So we're gonna but also different, but we have and, a bunch and, of features. And, like we we planned this one out a little more. I would say, yeah. <laughs> then, then when we started, I mean, we figured this one out, but but uh, yeah, and I think we'll. You know, I'll talk to Kyle more, but um, I'd like to do that one, and then like we'll, I think we'll still do like holidays versions of this, or like if we, yeah, we'll really, see how it goes. Really see one that we want to do, yeah. or if somebody as much as we wants to be a guest and is like, oh, I want to do this movie, we'll do, we'll do this, but yeah, we'll figure out how to schedule those together, and yeah, but you know, so sure yeah, so fifty, time. I think it's a good place not to stop, but to expand. Yeah, take, the take stock network. And figure out how how to go forward to make sure because we cause we want to put these out consistently. I know the most annoying thing about podcasts can be when you don't know when they're coming out, right. you don't know what they are. We want to make sure they're coming out regularly yeah. and that we have time to do them well. Yeah. Um, yeah. In addition to this, we don't want to put out shoddy product. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I mean, we want to do the best version of whatever this is, even if it's shoddy. But like to have it be consistent uh, in quality and also release, because I think it's annoying when you don't. And it's hard, guys. I I I know we try to do it. Like the original thought was to do one a week. That never happened. Then one every two weeks, and it gets hard. You know, life gets in the way. It's been it was a tough six months probably for both of us anyway. So Mm -hmm. just family stuff and other shit. Yep. Um, but. We haven't named a new podcast yet. No. We have a bunch of ideas. So yeah, so we're we're try to focus on movies that were just on like HBO. Yeah, or or like cable movies that got run into the ground. Like you so, saw, it's on HBO. Then it was on TBS. Right, and, and we then, had some ideas for it. But if you guys have any suggestions, <laughs> send them our way. Kenny had a couple of really good ideas. I'm still like mulling it over, but yeah. Um, but we'll come up with something. So also for this, I think we were coming up on. I had an idea that uh, we were going to do Meredith Baxter January. <laughs> So we might, we might, we'll try to get one out maybe before the end of the month with Meredith Baxter Bernie in it, because um, you know I love my theme months. I do, <laughs> and she's also the. I would say she's the one person we haven't covered who's in a ton of yeah. lifetime movies. I remember one specifically she's in. Yes, and some of those we cannot do, no. um, but there are some we can do. <laughs> so we're gonna try and get one of hers that is more reasonable, right? Um, and we'll get the other, hopefully, other podcast out. Yeah, forthwith. <laughs> All right, you have All anything right. else? No, Kenny? that's it. All right. For the planner, Ken Lawarski. Yeah. I'm Kyle Reese Mandel. It's been another episode of Cyberbullies. Manu. Manu. <laughs>